Hello survivors and welcome to First Aid Spray, a Resident Evil podcast by fans for fans. This is episode 73 where we offer up another order of Resident Evil 4 Remake goodness as we break down our reaction to the brand new Separate Ways DLC. My name is Cy and joining me on the panel this week, grappling from one episode of the podcast to the next like he's got some kind of grappling gun, it's Fire Button Steve Valance. Definitely not the hookshot from RE0. <laughs> Definitely not. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Tap dancing his way through this whole intro, you just can't see it. It's Moist Owlet, aka James. Hello, Marty. <laughs> Hi. And Krauser, don't blink. It's Kelsey, aka KDB. Local saturation for local people. That's what this <laughs> podcast is. <laughs> Every episode of First Aid Spray is recorded live on our Discord server, so join now to hear the show early and unedited and to become part of our fantastic little community where we discuss life, the universe, and Resident Evil. You can find a link to the server as well as all of our social media profiles at our website, fasprayPod.com. It's the support of our listeners that keeps First Aid Spray going, so why not check out our merchandise or our Patreon page? Tears begin at just $1 a month. Head over to patreon.com forward slash fasprayPod for a full list and the chance to create bonus First Aid Spray content. Obviously, uh, the first piece of news is that we weren't expecting separate ways to be announced with the release date of its next week. So we've rejigged our schedule. We're recording a little bit earlier uh, than originally anticipated. So we haven't had a ton of new content out in the last few weeks. That being said, there is a new episode of Tear Death Experience where we ranked the Resident Evil movie characters, or I guess more specifically, we ranked the movie versions of game characters exclusively. So, you know, all your live action versions of characters you know and love. Uh, they are all ranked from best to worst. Uh, over on the latest episode of Tear Death Experience. We do have some new stuff on the horizon, probably coming out in the next week or so for patrons as well, which is a new episode of Now That's What I Call Survival Horror. I won't spoil what for. And a bonus episode. I also won't spoil what for, come to think of it. Uh, that's everything from us. Steve, would you like to take us into the... a bit of a weird selection of Resident Evil news? Hello and welcome to the weird selection of Resident Evil news. I'm your host, Steve. <laughs> uh, so our first news story, Capcom would gracefully decline any acquisition offers by Microsoft. I, I think Capcom in a very strong place and being bought out by anybody, you know, be it like Steam, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, would be bad for them because out of, I think, any of the big Japanese developers, the third-party developers, they've been pretty much going stride to stride, you know, RE-verse, and Exo Primal may be excluded. Yeah. Uh, that independence is nothing to be sniffed at, especially mm -hmm. in this day and age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're obviously in a really good place, not just in general, but there aren't many studios, especially of Capcom's uh, vintage, if you like. They've been around a long time, mm -hmm. and you know most of their new games, as we've talked about recently, have been some of their biggest games of all time and their best sellers. You know, RE2 Remake, we didn't, you know... We talked about it recently. One of the best-selling games uh, Capcom have ever produced, and it's the same thing with Monster Hunter as well. So they're doing pretty okay. So yeah, I don't think they need to be bought out, but also generally speaking, I just don't think it makes sense for them to be bought really by any. I mean, maybe Sony, but even then, I don't think anybody really. It makes sense. Like 
even if they needed financial support or like or not if they needed if they were in a worse state financially obviously they're in a great state financially so they, they certainly don't need it but uh, James how do you feel about uh, Capcom politely declining the potential acquisitions I think it's fantastic and like I've already I've, I've said in the server like how overjoyed I am because like we keep seeing um you know, big companies that we've deeply respected and been so passionate about, and they've been, they've given themselves away, right? All stocks have like just absorbed them, right? And it's it's just become like this. They've become a disaster. I'm not naming names, but I think we all know which big company that's happened to, and many <laughs> others out there as well. Um, especially recently as well. Um, yeah. So it's it's great to see that because you know we we can see the passion that Capcom are putting into their games and you know there are some hits and misses and there always will be but they've got more hits yes yeah. um than they do misses and yeah we might be really spoiled and go ah you know exoprimal this and reverse that but we are swimming in content um and like games and just enjoyment and entertainment and it's all thanks to capcom and i think if they did go to someone else right then it would be like it would be uh, reduced to something that we wouldn't recognize anymore eventually anyway um, so yeah, I'm very, very happy about it, and I hope it continues to be that way. Since somebody said the words "R reverse" and rang the bell, <laughs> Choji has posted in the oh, live we... chat. It's uh, <laughs> eleven people playing as of fifteen minutes ago. Oh wow! <laughs> I think that's an increase in number from last time we talked about it. I think it is. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's our free promotion we keep giving them. You see, people are going, <laughs> oh, those, those first aid spray folk—they just bang on and we on about this about fantastic it. game. <laughs> Uh, Kelsey, how do you feel about Capcom saying ah, no way? I love how James just uses like Exo Primal and RE versus expletives, like because they are just like, <laughs> yeah, <what's> that? <laughs> and it's completely right. Like I can't think of. I know there's other studios that have lots of IP, but if you think like Capcom has Resident Evil, Street Fighter, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Monster Hunter. Mega Man, like I'm probably forgetting some Devil as well. May it Cry. Just ha- Dev- this this is it. See, it just has so many IPs that have, for the most part, been consistently loved and just have these huge fandoms. And for a studio of their size, it's kind of unbelievable, really. Mm. And I know I've definitely said on this podcast before that you know IPs like Resident Evil and Street Fighter and stuff are, are keeping them independent because they don't need the help they're they're perfectly yeah, capable yeah, for sure. and good enough at doing what they do they they just smash it out of the park now and again everyone's going to have a miss now and again it doesn't matter the good far outweighs the bad and i can't see any kind of immediate future where capcom capcom get bought by anyone they're going to be it feels like they're just going to be one of the last standing at this point because you've got all other big companies getting bought up and they've obviously got bigger mm. infrastructures to run and are more likely it's more likely to collapse capcom seem perfectly comfortable so yeah it's no surprise to me they're not for sale um and yeah and i have no desire for them to be bought by anybody because yeah that can often mean a lot of different things and i love them just the way they are indeed yeah i mean i think with the as you just said crazy roster of stuff they do and therefore the potential oh we could do like a switch game or this is going to be multi-format like they've got a lot mm-hmm. more options for a lot more cash flow if they don't restrict themselves in that way like that goes directly to them like it's funny actually because you say that because i hadn't thought about it but capcom one of the third party 
companies that <laughs> and I'm not saying this is ever going to happen but they're closer to being like you know what we're going to make our own console for our entire roster of yeah. games than yeah. be bought out by someone they've as you just correctly pointed out they've got more successful original IP than a lot of people <laughs> out there including console manufacturers so in terms of <laughs> stuff that you can rely on as well so they, <laughs> it's funny to hear them say that I mean, you go into the weeds for a second, and Capcom have got almost a masterpiece in every genre. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if they've got a banging racing game, but we'll let that slide. They've got JRPGs, fighting games, action games, shooters, survival horror games. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, RTSs, yeah. Haven't <laughs> they? I mean... Hmm, I can't think of one, no. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Basically, what you're saying is, or what we've all been saying for ages is, Where's the Capcom versus Capcom fighting game? Because they got enough yeah. to just fill out an entire roster themselves. <laughs> like yeah. Even, even Mega Man, like I'm not a massive Mega Man fan, but there are hardcore Mega Man fans. Oh, yeah. And there's there's like 25, 30 of those games <laughs> with this huge, there's, like. No, no, there's lore. like 25, 30 different franchises in Mega Man, I think. Well, are. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, with all this lore and universe and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, it's it's kind of lost on me, but. Yeah, I know that there's a huge, huge fandom around there, and that's not going anywhere anytime yeah. soon. Cap Capcom are not looking to be bought. They don't need to be. So, yeah, I hope they just keep smashing it out of the park. Mm -hmm. Okay, and in slightly more Resident Evil-specific news... Ba -da -ba -ba. I don't know what the jingle is. I apologise. Uh, Resident Evil 4's mobile port will cost £57.99. pence. Quite a steep <laughs> thing for a mobile port, which I don't know. I mean, it's maybe vertical. I'm... That's what it is. It's not <laughs> steep. <laughs> yeah, it's I, so I... vertical. It's horizontal. Me, uh, as a, as, I don't know. This just makes me feel old because, like, the idea of having a mobile port of such things sounds dreadful. A to play, and B, it just feels like it would just eat through my entire battery in about two minutes. But uh, I don't know. I suppose you could argue. I don't know if this is how it works. If anyone knows, probably knows a lot more than I do about this kind of thing. I imagine if you buy this um, iPhone version, you can take that through to your iPad or maybe even what you know, whatever. I don't know if it's the same as the Mac version. That sounds like a different so. thing entirely. It, but, it can be a bit of a grey area, but generally mm -hmm. speaking, at least in the current day and age, anything that's on the i, you know, the App Store. For yeah, Apple okay, can yeah. work between. Yeah. That's but what I thought. There will be disclaimers. Right. Okay. Well. Anyway, uh, Steve, how do you feel about uh, <laughs> for mobile and, and the price tag? A, a bit pricey. I mean, obviously, I think they've uh, they've announced that you can almost. I think there's some kind of legal thing where you can use controllers with any of them now, or they're going to be with the change of that port, the the sure. Lightning port. Hmm. Uh, so that means it's a little better than using touchscreen. RE4 in itself feels way too intense a game to obscure it with your thumbs. Yes. Uh, I, 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 I should have to think how they can get the visuals across. Like, are we talking Zebo quality, you know, or where everyone's slightly blue and made of, like, four polygons? Uh, or is it streamed? Like, is it a cloud stream sounded kind of thing? In which case, why isn't it just on a console? Like, it, it boggles my mind that this is even really a thing. I mean, great that it's there for the, the handful of people who are really, really keen on having iPhone games, but not a games console. But for everyone else, I think you can skip it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess 
are they just throwing it out there to see what will stick or do they think it'll actually sell i wonder if there is you know evidence for an audience for this kind of thing i assume there possibly is uh james how do you feel about this one yeah this is the first time i've heard about this um, I didn't actually look up this story at all before coming to the podcast. So that, I wasn't that, aware of it until today, to be fair. So that price just blew, just made my eyes come out of my head. <laughs> um, if it is like, yeah, if it is cloud, then it shouldn't be that amount of money. It's it's that's wild. I mean, I, I did say on a podcast a while ago that even my Samsung S twenty two is actually more powerful than a Switch. Like, right. so they they yeah. do they do have yeah. like the performance right and. I am going to play, I won't do this, but I'm going to play a little bit of Devil's Advocate here by saying that there are actually accessories for phones now where you can yeah. turn them into a gaming system. Mm. There are even mobile phones yeah. that are specifically made to be gaming phones. Like yeah. So, yeah, uh, the, the price may be inflated because those are very niche, you mm. know, and as we know, like with, for instance, with the VR um, market, like things are kind of, upped in price quite a bit um do we know if um, for the loss do we know if there are any other re engine games that are currently on mobile like if not that might be what this is all about really i say not that i know i know gta is (laughs) oh well okay i don't yeah i don't know about anything else i wouldn't be surprised if you would see re4 original on on a mobile phone to be honest yeah, that is, um, that is or what a release was. I don't know about any other RE Engine games, uh, and nothing is necessarily coming up with a quick Google search, so I couldn't say. But uh, yeah, I guess as I say, it's kind of old. Maybe I just don't get it. There is like connecting controllers to phones and stuff like that, so maybe it does make it a little bit easier playing it on the go. But it just just it sounds like the most unideal way to play it. Uh, Kelsey, how do you feel about this? I I mean, obviously. It's silly to underestimate like the mobile gaming audience. It is there and it's ginormous. But the fact is, like to play this, you've got to have a phone that costs like nearly a thousand pounds. Then you've got to buy the game, and it is native as well. It's not cloud. I mean, they've said it's native. Whether there's some trickery going on, I don't know. They've said it's native. Those Apple chips are powerful, and like James said, the phones these days are more powerful than the Switch. So it can run it it's going to cost you a lot of money to buy the device which is a phone and not a games console and then i've just seen these stupid videos online where people are like here's my iphone with two cables coming out of it one for a controller one to connect to the tv oh and here's the cooler i've stuck to it as well and it's just like yeah who is gonna do that nobody's gonna do that like the whole point of mobile gaming is like the ease of use and ease of access oh i'm gonna sit down and play this on my lunch break or while I'm eating my dinner. Right. You're not going to... There's like 10 people. It's like Choji's joke about the VR stuff. There's like three people getting excited about the RE4 VR port. And it, I know that's kind of... I'm, I'm not trying to run it down, but it's kind of true. It's, it's such a small use case. And mm. the mobile gaming sort of sphere is growing rapidly. It's where everyone's going and it is going to get bigger and better. But I don't know why, if you wanted to play RE4, you wouldn't just buy... A, a PS4, a PS5, a Series S, which is like two hundred quid, yeah, and rather or pay a thousand pounds for a phone, or buy into a two-year contract, which is seventy pound a month, <laughs> then have to buy a controller and a cooler to stick on your phone so it doesn't <laughs> overheat. It's just, yeah, I, d- I I don't buy it. It's stupid, and 
fair play that it runs on the phones. That's kind of cool, but like 10 people are going to actually play it. Yeah, <laughs> so. those, uh, those 10 people just so happen to all tune out from the podcast. <laughs> They're like, no, yeah. screw these guys. <laughs> I, just I the do... tight leaderboards for speedruns, though. Very tight, <laughs> niche, small roster of competitors. Yeah. I um, don't believe those people are listening to podcasts. They're trying to reach casual gamers, and it's like, what casual game? They're going to buy it and then realize their phone and battery is dying within like an hour, <laughs> feel kind of ripped off. And yeah, and they're not going to go, oh, I need to spend another 500 quid on all this extra kit to play this game that I could spend 200 quid to play on a Series S. I'm not trying to keep promote the Series S here, but you see my point. It's just like, yeah, I don't know what you're getting for the price and it's not ease, ease of use, which is what mobile gaming is supposed to be. Okay, let's move into our main subject for this podcast, which is, of course, Resident Evil 4 Remake's DLC, Separate Ways. And now, reading the files Chronicles of Pursuit Torn and Cedro's Note from Resident Evil 4 Remake's Separate Ways in character as Cedro Talavera, Muzu Cthulhu, who you can follow on Twitter at Muzu Cthulhu. December. Eight years since my awakening. I am at a loss in my endeavors to combine man with insect. Their fusion is not coming to fruition, and my patience wears thin. The housekeeper has long suffered, and I confess my hair stands on end when I hear her screams of anguish. Will I ever achieve perfection? I have... Two choices. The first is to continue with my current method, to change nothing but instead widen my search for compatible inset components. The second is more callous, more immoral, adding yet another completely different organism. If done poorly, the latter choice will likely lead to failure, but I fear I shall not break this deadlock if I do not adjust my current methods. The housekeeper will break if things continue on as they are now. I must decide what to do now! His humble servant, Isidro Yurate Talavera. Well, I think it's probably safe to say that this is one of the worst kept secrets in Resident Evil for a while. I think we all knew that this was coming. Uh, and also, if you didn't come across the loom, the, the rumors and leaks, the rumors and leaks on social media, then it's um, safe to assume, isn't it? Really, that uh, we're going to follow things up with the separate ways because it was very much alluded to at the end of the campaign as well. So yes, separate ways. We've been waiting for it since the game's release uh, to be announced, which happened um, during a PlayStation State of Play, I believe it was, and then with the release date for literally a week from that point so all hands on deck very much excitement not quite sure what to expect because obviously the original separate ways was kind of just i suppose just a selling point of the playstation 2 port uh, of resident evil 4 as like hey this version also has an additional mode uh pay for the whole game again just to play it <laughs> okay um and obviously we'll compare the two a little bit later on in the episode but yes it's here we've all played what is, I think, a surprisingly meaty campaign. Let's start with the gameplay, what sets it apart from the base game and how we felt about playing as Ada Wong in the RE engine 
Uh, Kelsey, gameplay. What did you think of Separate Ways? How did you find your experience overall? Oh, uh, okay, starting with me. So, yeah, I mean, in short, it's... I thought it was just the same kind of incredible, tight, fun action from the main game. And then it's got these new additions like the grapple hook and the melee attacks, the exploding bow gun. And as I was playing it, I think pretty quickly, I was like, this is really fun. And yes, this is why I love Dari 4. And oh, I can do these extra little things as well. And I just, yeah, in, ter in terms of gameplay, like I couldn't find anything wrong with it it felt to be honest with you it felt like this was re4 the main game but with a more enjoyable character to play with <laughs> because ada can do more and just mm. kind of felt like it makes leon look a little bit pedestrian it looks like sort of the default starting character um yeah and she sort of does like the spider woman type stuff and her moveset is just more more fun and you know, the gunplay we talked about on the main show, it's just so, so good, so superb. I think we all came away from that main podcast very happy with all that kind of stuff. And it's all, it's quite clear that um, this DLC, in lots of ways, but, you know, particularly the gameplay, it's it's not lost anything. It's adding stuff to the gameplay of the main game. Mm. I was so happy with it. Um, Ada felt super OP at times, and it, but, you know, I felt like those sequences where you're doing like crowd control and stuff like that i just yeah i enjoyed it more than than i did with leon because i felt like i was being able to dart between different actions kind of more swiftly right. like the once you unlock that um grapple hook where you pull the shield away as well mm. that's kind of cool but you can go from shooting you dive towards you can kick and you kick like three different enemies and gameplay wise you know we can talk about other stuff like any sort of degrees of puzzles and things but just playing the game super tight super fun everything from the main game was there and then and then some it really felt they just built on it and i uh yeah i i really really enjoyed playing as ada and shooting and you know you've got all the weapon upgrades and things like that and yeah it's repurposed but in a really kind of new fun way there wasn't really I can't think of any other huge kind of mind-blowing stuff that wasn't in the main game. Uh, but, yeah, I think that was just my main takeaway because mm -hmm. we'll talk about it. It's not like a great deal of story editions and stuff. There's some, but gameplay-wise, it was so so much fun that I went through and instantly started playing it again. And I've played it again and I've played through it four times. Nice. I, I've like, I never do that. And I just think I had such a blast playing with it. I'm struggling to come up with criticisms for the gameplay. I suppose the only other thing is I did with the main game say I could have really done with a dodge for Leon. And I still would have liked that here, but Ada moves around so much more swiftly with the grapple hook and stuff. So I, I missed it less, but yes, yeah, the super tight gameplay action fun stuff from the main game is all here i really love the gameplay yeah you're not the only person that i've seen actually saying that they preferred this if you want to go that far over the original game or had like more fun playing this so the character I, I, yeah i can absolutely see that as you say there's so much stuff bolted on without anything necessarily be taken away which is kind of funny and you've actually landed on one thing that i was quite impressed by that i i don't think i thought about too much but I think the standout for me, and we will, as, as I said, we'll talk about comparing a bit more later. But the thing that I didn't expect, based on the uh, previous separate ways, was just how kind of everything from the base game was in this. Like, 
yeah, you have a smaller selection of weapons to pick from, but the merchant shows up and you can upgrade your weapons and you've got yeah. that kind of choice still to make um, in terms of what you want to carry. Uh, in my case, far too many weapons, I think, was my problem, but there you go. Um, and what you want to customise and how. And again, same thing, like a big, surprisingly but also probably shouldn't have been surprising positive of the original game was we all had a conversation about which handgun we wound up using and it was interesting to hear everyone's takes on that and this has got a similar thing again less choice but there's still like oh there's a few handguns to choose from to suit your style the merchant request little blue forms were back I didn't expect that I missed one of them which really annoyed me Um, so I'm going to have to go back and do well I probably will play through it again anyway for fun so uh, scoop that one up on my way past Uh, but yeah I I was just like I hadn't considered that but yeah, she got to do all of that stuff as well, it's, it, which made it feel so much more full, you know, rather than just go from A to B. Um, speaking of the additions, though, I think, Steve, you said in the lead up to this, you were really hoping that the grappling hook was going to be a big part of the gameplay. Were you happy with the way that that was utilised? And how did you feel about the gameplay in general? Uh, yes and no. I feel like it, it, the the idea of ripping away shields is a great move. The fact that you have mm. to unlock it later on adds a bit of progression. Uh, and the fact that she can use it for long-range melee attacks in a way that is you know, sort of, you know, the trade-off is less damage, obviously, than if Ada was close range, mm. which is nice. Uh, I feel like there's a bit of a lost opportunity in traversal around the environment. There's a little gameplay sequence in the hedge maze where it's used a bit more. Uh, I'm not talking like proper acrobatic arena like it's Doom Eternal or something, but I feel like Ada could have been given more mobility options, maybe take away the parry that Leon has so you yeah. can emphasize using it. Because as it is, Ada is especially... She can do anything Leon can do, but she's also got extra extra moves with her grapple, which is nice, but it, it means that it kind of, like like Kelsey said, kind of leaves Leon sat there going, holding the bag, going, I'm just... I'm just Ryu and you're like Super Akuma or something. I, uh, I, obviously, there is the this this the thing that she has less weapons to choose from, but all of her weapons are pretty good. I would argue right. the crossbow looks cooler than it actually is, but that's probably because it takes half an hour to reload the damn thing. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I was actually more impressed at the sheer fact that there are so many options, like you said, Si. The, the, my main caveat for the gameplay is it feels very on replay a bit linear like uh, compared to base game re4 leon can zigzag and go back around all over the castle not so much the island but the castle in the village you can fully explore whereas ada is pretty much like a to b zone a to b zone a to b zone you can even figure like you know a sports spinning sign with ada's face on it going ada cleared act one and then you play the sonic jingle (laughs) but that's why she's built to be fast i think you know to Mm. make it so it's quick and replayable yeah, I think it leans into that, certainly. It does feel like, um, and I almost don't want to mention the words because you know what people are like, but it feels like the RE3 remake version of RE4 remake where it's like, this is about playing it multiple times, this is about getting it tight, that's what makes it fun. And thematically speaking, for me, it totally works because Leon is wandering around trying to find Ashley or trying to find a way out or trying to find a cure, etc. Whereas Ada has a mission and every time yeah. she knows her goal, she's always moving. So thematically exactly. it works. Yeah, so I do I do agree with your point. I see where you're coming from, but... Um, well, I'm not saying the negative line. No, 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 of said. course. It's not a big criticism, but it's certainly worth noting, yeah, for sure. Um, James, how did you feel about gameplay from a sort of top-down perspective? Uh, I... Because I everyone's made a lot of points I was going to make, um, <laughs> but um, to go back to the hookshot thing, 
Um, several. I've played it four times now. Nice. Last night, I um, I A ranked professional, and then like I'll I'll play it some more. It's very fun though. I did feel myself, be and it's only because of Resident Evil Four that I was starting to get a bit burnt out. Mm -hmm. It's because I spent over a hundred hours on Resident Evil Four. <laughs> yeah. So like I spent a lot of time um, on on it. I think I'm up to like 120 plus hours now on this game. Um, so I've put a lot of love into this game. Uh, but yeah, uh, when it comes to the ho hookshot, there are some really cool like set pieces. Um, like the the El Gigante fight um, mm, yeah. is so cool. Uh, and I remember Steve uh, mentioning in the in the in the channel we had um, about him being a sponge or someone mentioned he was a bullet sponge he yeah. is but he's like the original where if you have a tump <laughs> um and you have like a will to live uh he will go down real fast like yesterday <laughs> in professional i took him down in under a minute nice like i mean were you doing your best like mikasa ackerman like proper, oh yeah i was full yeah i was full survey containing that yeah yeah um, yeah, I, I, I was really, really going for it. I wanted to use every single thing. Um, and also, if you can, you know, just like the original, if you can get enough shots into him, um, you can make those buildings last longer. Um, so that you can keep <laughs> doing your Makata Ackerman um, across the skies. Uh, but yeah, that, that's just one aspect, though. I really wish there was more of that um, in the game. And I'm, it's, I'm really finding it hard to criticize this game because it is so good. Um, and we'll go into like my feelings of why it's so good later on because there, are, I, the gameplay is. I think I've already described it. You know, in our, in Resident Evil Four, like this year, it's very much a lot of the same, like Steve yeah. said, right? But that doesn't mean it's bad. No, like it is so good. She feels a lot more fluid. Um, mm -hmm. she feels a little bit. She feels faster. Um, she feels like she can shoot better. Um, if that makes sense. Yes, it but, does. <laughs> like I, I like it, she felt really good underneath my mouse right when I was shooting, uh, shooting people and moving around and maneuvering and all the kind of skills I learned from Resident Evil uh, Four this year kind of came back to me while I was playing this game. Yeah. Um, like it, that was so cool to kind of get those back and I, we didn't get that chance with um, with the previous DLC with Rose, um, Shadows of Rose because it'd been such a long time. Um, so we're all essentially just learning the game again. <laughs> Plus right, the but, change in perspective as well, of course. With the, yeah, with right. But it was so cool to go into this and just have just slip back into shoes that you'd only recently come out of, mm -hmm. um, and that was it was it was great to it was great to get back into. Um, I was doing all all kinds of moves. I, the one thing um, that really bugged me, and it really and it's the same in Resident Evil Four that like this year's Resident Evil Four as well. Is the stun locking in this game is incredible. Yes. Oh god! Um, yeah. It's exactly the same. Like the amount of times I just actually took a clip of it yesterday, where <laughs> where uh, Sadler um, had <laughs> Sadler had hit me, right, and then as I was getting up, hit me again with yeah. like a, a QTE, and as I was trying to run away from him, he just did a big like one of the big cleave he does, mm. right, and I was like, well, I had no chance of that. I also have a clip of El Gigante grabbing me in midair, like, <laughs> like he was hungry. He can, <laughs> can do that, um, but that's the risk. You know, this game is meant to be an action game. It's meant mm. to be, um, you know, it's meant to be very fast paced and and gritty. Um, but the risk is getting too close, and it, it's doing those risky moves 
to try and get out of dodge when really you should be trying to keep your distance at all times or else you're just going to be stun locked um forever <laughs> in this yeah game. for sure um it's interesting it's quite telling i think maybe that we talk about the new things obviously everyone talks about super zippy melee attacks that you can do from a distance and we talked about the grappling hook with the shields and stuff but nobody's mentioned the iris system yet uh which is the uh ada wong detective you know arkham asylum vision um to solve a few few puzzles um which i don't know how i feel about it to be honest like it was fine some of the puzzles that they actually used it there was one in particular obviously and i think everyone knows which one i'm talking about which is the what what items does the man look at in what order i thought that's kind of vaguely clever um and the keypad thing was kind of novel once or twice uh they, they were fun but Clearly, and the word I put here was, I've, I kind of think that it's going to be forgettable. Uh, and the fact that it hasn't come up on our sort of quick run-through of gameplay additions tells me that, yes, I guess it is forgettable. Um, so, yeah, it's continuing to talk about new things, that, but also getting into talking about traversing through areas that we knew. Um, and the and the new areas would get everyone's sort of take on that as well. For me, it was a I was pleasantly surprised to start in the castle. I thought we were going to be dumped into the village assault, of course, because that's the sort of you know where you expect everything to start with RE4. But you you work from the castle backwards to the village, which was kind of cool, and then come back round again. Um, and the way that they put new areas in between old ones and link them in new interesting ways, like one one that just stands out to me that I was like, oh, I realise where I am is sort of coming out of a hatch uh, into a room with a merchant, opening the door and being like, oh, this is where all the fish are in the castle. Like, stuff like that. I was like, oh, so now when I play through the main game, I'm going to see if that hatch is there or not, because I don't know if it was, obviously. Some of that's really neat to me. Um, Kelsey, how did you feel about, I guess, Iris, as well yeah. as, uh, yeah, the, the, the settings? So I might be putting the cart before the horse a little bit here in my conclusion, but like that Iris thing, I... That's one of a few things about playing as Ada where, to be honest with you, I was like, I would play a full 25-hour, 30 campaign as Ada, and I think there could be <laughs> large sections of a game devoted with that sort of mechanic. Because, mm. yeah, it's straight out of, like, Arkham Asylum and stuff like that. So you instantly get it if you've played those kind of games. It did feel novel. You said novel, didn't you? That is exactly how it felt here. But, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's a DLC, and, you know, Steve has also mentioned it feels very linear. It definitely does. Um, it's still quite meaty and I think for what we got in terms of gameplay and what they packed in yeah that was just kind of really impressive and so I liked that it was a surprise first I was like oh hang on cyborg guy and stuff what's going on here um, but it kind of piqued my interest and there was lots of other things about this I was like yeah this I could imagine playing a game as Ada with a bit more upgrading and progression so you're upgrading the iris and you're upgrading her sure. hook grading this and that mm. there were so many kind of opportunities in there that made me think and i never thought i'd say that that give me a full campaign i know we kind of got it with re6 but i'm talking like sure. now with re engine starring role too. yeah mm. and so i did really like it and it was brief and it was kind of novel but i, I can't really hate on it um and then uh, what else were we saying? So, yeah, like new places. Obviously, we got the gondola as well, which was quite fun. Um, what is kind of funny is the first time I did that, obviously, I've 
cracked out my sniper rifle, picking them off, feeling really, you know, good about myself. And you can actually just kind of use your pistol and just one shot basically every enemy. <laughs> yeah. You just shoot them once or twice and then they fall off. So don't need to waste your ammo there. I learned the hard way. Um, <laughs> but it was awesome to see that back and uh, we'll compare more, you know, soon. But we also got, um, thinking about the other new things, we got the spiral staircase, which, you know, she it's just a cutscene really where she drops down. Um, and what else did I really enjoy? The um, uh, so the two other bit, the two other big things were the big um, drill thing, the build big drill area. Yeah, reusing that, that sort of puzzle element. Yeah, and I liked that, and I, that was kind of terrifying as well. You know, there's not a hmm. great deal of horror, but that is really scary, and I definitely kind of froze up a bit. And then again later, where so this is a double-edged sword here because later you're chased by what i can only describe is like a giant fish king shark thing and right. like that's kind of what it looked like it was in the dark the thing that gets destroyed by the lasers but you don't get to actually have a battle with, with it properly which is a shame mm. but there's a sequence where you're running away from it and then you have to do the keypad and i completely crapped myself i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah it's coming and you get it wrong once and you're just like ah and i still got through but yeah just little fun things like that so that's the iris and i liked that you know how do you i think the first time i opened that keypad i was like how am i supposed to know what buttons were pressed and then you think about it for a few seconds yeah. like oh yeah okay and i just thought that was clever because i don't know if you've really seen that before in a game so they they did that well and i thought they did try to play to aid of strengths and it would have been nice with the traversal and we're going to talk more about boss fights but james is completely right the el gigante fight is way better than the main game like that jumping around across rooftops and getting down onto the floor there's even some of the the pueblo people are running around as well and it's just yeah she was doing a lot gameplay wise that i really enjoyed so um yeah i, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say big fan of that that side of things a couple of those new areas that you talked about as well as what also made them so good it's like not only was it like oh I don't recognise this. It's new and refreshing. Like the tone is so good on several of those places. When you get down to the bottom of that staircase, and there's like these bodies hanging. I was like, wow, that's grim. I love it. And um, where, that sort of new area with the laser grid hallway that comes back, which is again, I was actually really happy to see that because as much as we sort of like you know laugh about the Anderson movies and stuff, oh, it was awesome. It is nice to have yeah. that as for like a cheeky wink and nod and cheesy yeah. thing in the. It's part of the franchise now, so it was nice in that way to see that again um the new creature martinico i guess that's how you say that uh there's a part oh, i think it's literally after you do the keypad you basically then have to sneak away from it underneath the grating i was like yeah. the atmosphere and the tone of that bit was really cool I was like, i'm sure it can't get you of course but like yeah having to uh to clamber around underneath it was kind of fun stuff like that um james how did you feel about the new locations and uh, yeah also the iris i suppose the, the two weird things to bundle together but that's where we're at <laughs> <laughs> um there, I'll talk about the iris first. Cause I have a lot to say about locations, but um, the iris, uh, Kels brought up a really good point, and uh, it's something that crossed my mind a few times because I I asked for help. It's the first time I've ever actually asked for game help in a Resident Evil game mm. in our server, and it was because I didn't understand where to go next because the iris wasn't up. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And it was there was a footprint on the ground, and I was expecting you know was that my the cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got exact same issue. I got stuck and I, there, and I must have gone back outside three times. Going, yeah. where the hell do I Engage go? Engage smoke mode. So I've got it first time. 
<laughs> I, I was so confused because the yeah. iris turns off and like the game prior to that tells you okay iris is up you can see things through it yeah. right but then it goes down and i was like oh okay what do i do now and i kept on just running around yes. uh, but then steve told me yeah there's a footprint next to it you need to use the iris and i was, I was like but the iris isn't on <laughs> steve how do i you know um yeah, just, you got... just use your eyes james I know. You've got that eyepiece <laughs> for a reason should use my eyeballs. look down <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, eventually, uh, you know, got, we got that. But yeah, scale, uh, to get on to my other point, Kels brought up about the ability to upgrade this thing. Mm. Um, and that would have been dope because can you imagine um, just having no use for the biosensor in the game and just using your eye instead? Yeah, marking right? enemies as well and stuff. And it, yeah. and it would have been dope for um, not like not just for regenerate doors, but it wouldn't would have been good for one shot kills. Like on Ganados and stuff. Okay, you put more, a little bit more effort into scanning them, right? But you would get maybe a faint outline or imprint of where the the Plaga was, right? And then you could take your shot and kill them. Yeah. Um, God, the game... that yeah. Like you pay a hundred, you play a hundred grand or whatever to the merchant. He tweaks it, and you've got like a flickable sensor button. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm, oh, that would be game changing. <laughs> it would be so cool. Um, but yeah, we didn't get that. Uh, we got just kind of yeah, they were a little bit gimmicky. I did I did like the keypad thing. I love obse uh, like observational puzzles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like and we had a couple of them in this game. The shield the one thing. actually got me for a little while. I was like, what What am I doing here? And then it was, you know, looking oh, around the yeah. walls, and I was like, it suddenly like clicked. Backwards or something, isn't it? And you got to yeah. It so, tells you what order to shoot them in, but there's like different arrangements of shields. Where it's yeah. like, well, I'm looking for. I think it's like two on top, three on the bottom, and then there's yeah. some three on top, two in the bottom. So it's just four. It's, I was like, huh? Yeah, oh, okay. Look. You really yeah. have to look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 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 great observational like puzzle puzzling. Like it, it's it's awesome. The one problem I had with that shield one was that. Whenever I tried to look up the pattern on the shield on the notes, um, the text would be in the way of what, what the shields look like. <laughs> yes, right? I had that, and I couldn't figure out like what I was like doing. So, like I, but eventually we got it. Yeah, but I, I love that stuff. But yeah, I'll, but I'll, I'll talk about locations now. The locations are pr probably one of my strongest things about this game. Um, I love that it felt so familiar but so different at the same time. Rather than in the original, like, again, I don't want to go too deep, deep into it because we do have a section for this, but, like, with the original, it did just feel like you were just following in Leon's footsteps. Yeah. Whether, whereas in uh, Separate Ways 2023, you're not. You're following, you're playing Ada's plan. You're doing what Ada wants to do. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, it, it, she, not only does she come out, like, again, talk about it later, but not only does she come out of a character like per personally as a character on the screen but the locations show her up as well they kind of they kind of outline her make her a, a more forward uh like uh like character in the story like with her own plan and her own schedule of mm -hmm. what she wants to do um and you can see it in the locations she's picked this plan she's picked this this you because that, that's why it's so linear right it's because this is her plan this is what she was going to do and she's going to go down the list and she's going to do what she needs to do. And if any changes happen, you see that throughout the gameplay uh, when you play. Um, yeah, I, I I can't really pick out any, like, I can pick out places I didn't like very much. I didn't like the waterway very much. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I, didn't, I don't know why I didn't like it. Actually, I can't put my finger on it precisely. Maybe because it was a water level. 
<laughs> just have trauma with that. Um, yeah, but other than that, every other level just worked with her. Every other location worked with her, and it didn't feel like I was just copy-pasting, but I'm Ada now. It felt like Ada was in this story. Definitely. Um, due to the location she was in. Hmm. Yeah, I forgot about the waterway. I actually quite enjoyed that. And there's so many little new areas. Like another one that I just forgot about until you we were talking about it was the new areas where you fight the armadura with the gold and silver bottles and stuff like that. There's so many yep. new little parts, which is really, really neat. Steve, how did you feel about the new uh, locations? And, you know, any more thoughts on the magic eye if you got it? As the gadget of the week, I'm totally fine with the iris. Like, you know, Ada seems to show up to every game with some new gadget, and it's better than that <laughs> weird, like, hacking gun she had in Remake 2, so yeah, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, true. Uh, my, uh, this is a, a personal nitpick thing, uh, and it's, it's, I realise it's petty. Okay, when you look at the keypads, the, thumb, the, the correct answer thumbprints are in reverse. Like, what? surely the first button should yes. be the least, the yeah. least memory left, but it's the, fir the first button has the most... No, memory, to me, like, the way yeah. I interpret it was sometimes they'd get it wrong or whatever, so they get the first bit right and then they'd forget what the last number was, and that's why it's. But I see your point. Yeah. Yeah, just I'd say there'd be more of a signature of the last button press, not the first. If it was but just one that. button, it, yeah, I get that. But uh, overall, yeah, no real issues. I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get like Biosensor Iris. Capcom, come on. G give Ada on Detective Vision next time. Jeez. <laughs> uh, as for new areas, I pretty much loved all of them. Like there was one area in particular that I didn't, and that's the the gun trench. But that 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 can go do one. Uh, but you know, Ada being an amateur sommelier with the whole wine bottle swapping, that was pretty cool. I thought <laughs> it faked us out. Like you know, with the, um, the 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 room where you get trapped in with the armadores, I thought, all oh, right, that's a reference to the Garador trap. And little did I know, no, that they actually did just put the Garador trap wholesale later on. <laughs> yeah, just just to, just to surprise me by going, oh no, they're both here. Ah, uh, yeah, some really fun set pieces. And generally speaking, any area that does get reused, Ada isn't going the exact same way Leon did. She's normally going in reverse, yeah. or where Leon went left, she goes right. Or over With, a roof, which is or just over kind of a interesting. Roof. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think like the only area she may do the same is like going through the. No, she, no, she's going in reverse when she's going through that little conflict zone where the bulldozer is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. yeah the regenerator. Yeah. yeah, the is also in reverse. No, never mind. She she, she just goes her own way. You know, she, yeah. she goes her own separate way. But yeah favorite area i actually kind of like the waterway as well because it just felt like a piece of village snuck through oh, genuinely after that yeah. descent from the little rope into it because it is that spiral, that spiral staircase leads into the waterway it just feels mm. like uh, if you got attacked by those weird like robed things i wouldn't have been surprised uh hmm. which leads me to my point why wasn't the crow costume unlockable mm. oh god that would have been good wouldn't it that that, 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 you know, that concept art was banging capcom and you just <laughs> you gave us the re2 and re4 outfit reimagined uh, okay i mean they're all right don't get me wrong but also i uh, kind of wanted like aid of the crow from bloodborne <laughs> Let's talk about boss fights then, um, because this game actually, I mean, again, sort of surprised me with sort of the number that we had. I think we all 
largely were hoping to see what became of the cut U3 boss fight from the original Yay. game, which is obviously quite a big part of separate ways. But yeah, on top of that, we have El Gigante. We have a human sad love fight, which again, cut from you know the original game, if you like. Um, and yeah, the new monster that we just talked about, Martinico. Um, I think that might be everything, but I, I might even be blanking on something else. Um, Steve, how did you feel about the boss fights overall? Any standouts for better or for worse for you? Uh, genuinely, I was impressed with how they handled the black robe. Before it becomes U3, they give you like a hallucinogenic boss fight where you're not sure what is and isn't real. Mm. You can shoot them to disband them, but the fact that it's a new mechanic and a new enemy kind of thing. Whereas U3, you could argue from one skewed angle is a boss reuse from RE4, the original mm. RE4, whereas black robe in and of itself and the way it behaves is a new thing. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. But uh, the standout for me, as stupid as it sounds, is literally doing the Attack on Titan stuff against an El Gigante. I feel like I wish <laughs> so there could be more you could do with it. But like I was saying, uh, what I wanted for the whole game would aid her having traversal mechanics. And it's pretty much mostly locked into this fight, you know, you know, where you can zip around the arena and use it to your advantage. And it plays to its strengths very well. Uh, Sadler's okay. I feel like is that monologue just the same monologue he says at Leon, but without the the monster effects uh, <laughs> labelled in? It might be. I, I'm getting the vibe that the only people who actually did any voice acting in this DLC are Luis Westgrade. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, boss fight wise, definitely the El Gigante, and shouts out to the Black Robe for being a new one. Yeah, uh, I'd largely agree with that. You know, I enjoyed the challenge of U3, even though it was a fairly basic boss design. Uh, Giante obviously is a standout because it really just makes you go, whoa, you know, the first time you encounter it, I wasn't expecting this. We did sort of see it in the trailer, um, her sort of flying around a few buildings with an old Giante, but I didn't anticipate that it was going to be an actual gameplay thing that you would get to do, so that was always nice. Um I'm glad that the DLC didn't lean too heavily on Black Robe for me because those fights, the couple of times that you have to do those hallucinogen moments, were a little bit tanky for me. Like it did go on a bit and I wasn't massively, massively keen on it. It was a cool contribution, but I'm glad that... I guess what I'm saying is I'm glad that wasn't like, hey, it's the stalker for the entire separate ways. You know, you're not going to come up at the end of every chapter. It was a good introduction. We got to... Uh, to U3 itself, so, somewhat you could say somewhat anticipated boss fight, uh, so it kind of worked out nicely that it was almost like a prelude to that moment that we've all sort of been waiting for a little bit to see if it exists. Um, and yeah, I don't know, something about Sadler to me, I don't know, it seemed a little bit lacking. I don't know if I was expecting some kind of extra surprise at the end, and I'm not, I'm not really sure why I was expecting that, but that said, I actually liked that it ended on some running and gunning rather than a boss fight, made a nice change. Um, so yeah overall more than I expected um, James how did you feel about the boss fights uh, they were um, so the way I look at boss fights is while I'm playing the game for the second time um, what are my feelings towards it when I'm approaching it do I feel trepidation or am I like chill mm. right and I think like in a horror game like Resident Evil um, you should start you should feel like an equal measure like of chillness and trepidation, <laughs> right? Like yeah. when I when I approach uh, Gigante, like I was like, I really enjoy this fight, um, but I am super stressed out, and that's how it should be. <laughs> yes, you know, um, with the black robe fights, uh, I was getting frustrated with those um, mostly because it was hard to see the red eyes. So like the 
the tell with him is that oh. he has slightly redder eyes. <laughs> so I was just hoping for the best. Do you, um, is it just me? Like you feel like you're wasting bullets when you're shooting at an illusion, even though you can mm. dispel them. Mm, like yeah. uh, I, uh, I always thought it was like some kind of opaque reference to the Hookman because the whole screen filter oh. changes and stuff. That's a really I, good point. Because that in in one point three point five rather the whole screen went blue, whereas in this case you got blue flames and just a weird filter. Right. Um, Interesting. I'm probably reaching with that reference a little bit, but then again, Capcom put Elsa in one point in to remake Jesus and get my gaze mixed up. Fake fan. (laughs) (laughs) He he even uh, he he even has kind of a hook attack. Like mm-hmm. the yeah. one hand actually. is like bigger as well, isn't it? Yeah, and it like reaches yeah. out towards you. So all of, all of them are tails. They have like their their red eyes, but there's one that has the reddish, the most red eyes, and you have to yeah just. But I I don't I dislike having to run around, um and look for all of them, <laughs> because as Steve said, I don't want to have to use my ammo ammo. Like I got to a certain point in professional, for instance, where uh, it was neither a general door fights. I was really struggling yeah. with ammo, right? And it was so tough for me. Um, that they they felt like boss fights in their own right. To be honest, that small section with the regenerators and the Iron Maiden. Yeah. That um, super Iron Maiden can do one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it rinsed yeah. me dry of ammo, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I had to, I had to cheese him. I had to run all the way back, go through the partition, wait for him to around. reset, and then run yeah. back in. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, because he he yeah he would just destroy me otherwise. Um, yeah, like I I really look I'd really look forward to the to the El Gigante Gigante fight every time. You three can do one, but <laughs> in like the best way. Yeah. It's it's a great boss, and I was terrified the entire time. Um, I was not expecting part two. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was because he was so tanky and took so much of my ammo. I don't know if there's a way to take him down faster, but what. It's them, really, isn't it? Because it's a it's a separation between um, is it Isildro and a handmaiden, and they've melded into one. I think like you three isn't this right? I think Isildro it's a pain is... in the bum. I think Isildro becomes the Verdugo, but it could be wrong. Oh, okay, it... we're calling it you three, but it's called Pesanta both... now, isn't it? So Pesanta, mm. yeah. Like I don't know um, if that means anything, um, but yeah, like I was. When you read some of the notes, it describes that essentially they used uh, DNA um, from somebody uh, else and basically smashed them together. A <laughs> uh, Pesanta is uh, an enormous dog, uh, dog yeah. from Catalan oh. legend. Oh, okay. Nice. Cool. Um, but yeah, uh, Saddle Fight was boring. Um, yeah. I didn't enjoy it. He also has some abilities that are... Um, you're going to have to bleep me. Are bull- <laughs> like, they... <laughs> yes. Right, they go through they yeah. they go through pillars, and it's like the game tries to teach you that the pillars are the way. Because if you try and stay in the open, he will just murder you. Right, so you have to stay by the pillars. But there are just some his tentacles that go through pillars. So what's the point? It makes the fight you like useless and boring. Um, I, I didn't I didn't enjoy it at all. Just kind of like the original Saddler fight. To be honest, it wasn't controversial great. statement, but I think I prefer the original human Saddler fight. Like, <laughs> m- might be because there's less monologuing, might be because there's more evil laughter, but he's like just generally more of a fun time and less tentacle QTE randomness. Doesn't... I mean, there are there is some in it, but nowhere near as much. Doesn't the original have some verticality as well? You can actually yes. get... Yeah, like, that's another thing that made it boring, is that it was just a flat plane, and you're against a guy that has 360-degree 
like movement and he can go anywhere and you only have this flat plane and yeah it just wasn't great um but like the like the black robe fights i loved and the gigante fight i loved and you three i love to hate um <laughs> so that's you know they they are really top um and martinico as well i actually really like martinico um i really it gave me lisa trevor vibes um, yes. i thought it was a gamma <laughs> at first no, that's it. Yeah, it kind of looks like one of them too. But the way they were describing it, and the way that they like in the notes and how they experimented on it, and they were just adding things. Yeah, they were just yeah. doing whatever the heck they wanted. Right, it just gave me Lisa Trevor vibes. You know, yeah, there's some that... tragedy to sort of like I'm the head researcher. Da -da 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 -da. Oh, you know, well I know too much. Kind of like in a Trevor family sort of way. Yeah, and then you meet him. Yeah, and you meet him. He's in the room as you go in. Well, um, well her maybe actually even, but. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to see more of Martinico, but you know, the game kind of uh, like X Machina. Lasers it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just like yeah. No, it would have been nice to work. actually fight it, but there you go. Yeah, I even uh, I used a I used a rocket launcher on it, and it just makes it pause for about fifteen seconds. Oh. So oh, wasted. <laughs> like Martin, so Martinico is canon one of the strongest yeah. enemies in Resident Evil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Kelsey, how did you feel about the boss fights? Uh, I think I'm pretty much exactly in line with James. Like, I... I, What I will say is I love how the game opens with Black Robe. Uh, you know, obviously you've got that little first bit with, with mm. Luis, but then straight away, basically, it's like, ah, oh, here you go, here's this terrifying, big, hulking boss thing, and it did kind of make me sit up, and I did love the design. The hallucination stuff is a tad annoying, but... What I will say is I think the payoff with U3, the Black Robe and U3 is so good that it just made me not mind anything that frustrated me before. I was kind of yeah. cheering, terrifiedly cheering when U3 sort of finally reveals itself. And like James, like I sort of struggled and battled my way through. It's like, oh yeah, that was so good. <laughs> Let's crack on then. And then there's a second phase. And that second phase... I don't know if I'm just rubbish, but I thought it was really difficult. Like, I really, really it struggled is. to get through that second phase. I was already low on ammo, mm. and I know there's a bit round the side, but yeah, um, incredible boss fight. One of what my favorites for a while. What sucks is that if that second phase kills you, you go back to phase one. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. And on hardcore, it can one-shot you if you don't have full health, which, mm. uh, yeah, is even more frustrating. Um, and, uh, yeah, as I said, I think El Gigante is... It's a million times more fun and interesting in this DLC than the main game. Mm. I loved when he just started the the sort of T Rex, you know, stomping appears, and it's like, oh my god, here he comes! Yeah, um, yeah, and you know the, the the breakable buildings and stuff. That so much can happen in that fight. It's it's really really interesting, and yeah, really kind of blown away with that. Um, and yeah, and I like the design of the black robe and the. Um, what other one am I forgetting? So, yeah, Sadler. What I will say is I completely agree. Sadler, and one of my notes is he just slapped me repeatedly because, yeah, <laughs> I just kept getting stunned. And you'd get... This is the thing. You, sometimes this happens. You get hit and you're like, oh, yeah, that's annoying. Oh, what? I get... Uh, three times! And you just get, like, completely slapped. Um, and so that annoyed me. But one of my criticisms of the main game was I thought Sadler was criminally underused to the fact where it made him almost pointless and this was like 
I just felt like maybe this should have been in the yeah. main game, yeah. this fight with Leon or something, because, yeah, it. I don't know. Uh, the best thing we got out of this was the gif James made of Ada running towards the camera with her knife, <laughs> um, which is amazing. Um, we'll talk about presentation, but cinematography in this was incredible. Um, so, yeah, Sadler was a bit annoying. Um, but, yeah, El Gigante, Black Robe and U3, so, so good. And um, what? So, what did we say this person's name was? Martinico. Martinico's the name of the monster. Yeah. Completely missed that. I just wanted more. The like, only I reason did... I know that is because I bought the, um, the statue thing afterwards to have a better look at it, and that's what it's called. I kept meaning to do that as well, because because it's it's always like shrouded in darkness for, yeah. for most of it, and I was like, I want a close look, and I still hadn't done that. So like it seemed really cool and i was a bit like oh it's just been kind of wasted on the lasers i would have liked to have had a proper battle but again i just think there's so much else in this dlc we can't have everything sure um it, I, I loved what i did get to see um no complaints really boss fights they definitely get more difficult on the difficult uh the higher difficulties um was rinsing through ammo i think on hardcore and again i'm playing on console as well sometimes it's a struggle to get some quick shots off. And although I found myself, I don't know if you guys have ever seen, you ever see those things on social media where I've seen it with Elden Ring and there was definitely one with Resident Evil 4 where people do these like hudless cinematic videos of the combat of a game and it's someone that's really good at the game. Yeah. And it's, oh, Sony Legend, is it, yeah, I think? Yeah, I think that's right. And I felt like because of the way Ada's combat works, I was like, oh, I could see myself doing a really good montage, something akin to that. And that's why I had so much fun, even with the higher difficulties and higher boss fights, because you can do so much with Ada. And I think as much, I think I died to that U3, like, I don't know, <laughs> four or five times uh, on my hardcore playthrough. And then when I did it again, I just rocket launched uh, stage two of U3 and Sadler because I was like I'm not going through this again because there's such a pain in the ass. but that's good you know you want a challenge and not everyone does but I do kind of want like to have a little bit of a challenge and this game was challenging on the higher difficulties for me I got a lot out of those boss fights and for something we're always criticizing Resident Evil boss fights I thought they were really strong it's yeah, kind yeah. of obscenely good for a mm. DLC so very very happy with them I, I do want to I do want to pipe up about U uh, three and give people like a little bit of a tip with this boss because mm. it is horrendously tanky and it is fun to play against because you're constantly stressed you got all of this you have got all of these supplies around you um, and like but the thing is if you take any time to turn around that's when you get and messed. go to these supplies yeah. Yeah. like it will just it has this attack where it like insta rushes you and it does so much damage and then it will put all those explodey eggs down. Right, and does even more damage. Right, and makes your your area of combat even lesser. So, oh, um, those things, yeah. yeah. So, it's funny because I've just finished Alan Wake as well, and there's like black goo that you can just accidentally touch and brush, <laughs> and you'd go, oh, and it just it completely <laughs> throws you off. And it's the same thing here. I loved yeah. it, but yeah, they they they're in like m multiple times throughout the game. I think aren't they? Or am I imagining that? Uh, just oh, you three. Oh, just yeah, you okay. three. Those. But yeah, um, the one thing to do, and you get hardly any time to do it, right? But uh, this is where the blowgun or the the crossbow, like, actually comes in handy. You fire an exploit. You fire a, a bolt at it when it pops up. You know when it goes vertical out the ground, yeah, mm. and it shows its its vagina eye, 
You know, for, <laughs> for some reason, they love using those in Resident Evil. Yeah. Like, New merch for the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you just if you fly fire one of those, like you get uh, a, you know, you'll get about four or five of them in. Um, and if you do that, you can just finish it off with Tump. And eventually, like it will be down quite fast, but James, you have to be on it. Making it sound so easy. I know it's not. <laughs> See, I it just shot it with a pistol, it... James. I'm just yeah, I'm not gonna. I mean, I did on my on, when I was playing on standard, but in professional, I like I I tried about three or four times, yeah. like with my handgun, and the thing just wasn't going down. Like, that so, reminds me, it's like when you look up uh, a cheese thing for a boss, it's like, oh, here's how you cheese this boss. First, you have to like shoot it a hundred times with the full upgraded <laughs> weapon, and then yeah, knife first. it ten times, and then it's done. And you're like, what? Oh, I want a cheese. cheese. Yeah. The first part of this, skill. the first part of this recipe is get good. Yeah. See, and then... I still don't rate that crossbow. Like, I feel like it's too slow, and you take half a year to equip it, it and unequip it. Like, yeah. you'll get rinsed with it. Yeah. It's it's great again. It ain't no it ain't no stubby shotgun. That thing's a beast. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's got a wide That's range. It's like between Liverpool and Manchester, but it's like <laughs> great range. Yeah, uh, I, I actually I, I actually uh, sold my shotgun to get the crossbow. So yeah. heresy. Yeah. It's so good. When I shotgun. talked about having too many weapons, the crossbow is probably the thing that pushed over the line because it takes so much space, and yeah. I didn't really use it until essentially the last part of the game, where I was like, "I've still got loads of shots left in this thing. I guess I'll just unleash it on all these random grunts." Because yeah, it's kind of useless otherwise. But uh, it's yeah. great against those uh, machine gun cow people and all right. the one the MMA cow people as well. Like it one shots those, one or two shots them. Yeah. Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. 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 Those kicks, that bit where you've got to get into the, the elevator that comes down. I don't know if that gave anyone else any trouble, but on hardcore. So it's the, one of the final bits in the game before you get up to the top and they drop, they come down at the elevator right in the end and there's, yeah, the, the cow slash pig guy. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah. In the elevator. I died maybe 15 times. I there. died. I was... Kelsey, you know, the, the cheese for that one. I died zero times because I just ran out past them because I didn't have any ammo to fight them and hit the button. Uh, I was just like, guys. screw this, I went straight past them and was like, I'm not messing around I, with these guys. I never found myself in that situation, because I did try, but if they're anywhere On harder difficulties, too close to it, the, the button is crossed out and you can't press it, ah, so, okay. and then they just over, you know, they overpower you and you get kicked in the face three times, and then the spider one comes running along as well and you're dead. Let's move on from boss fights, although actually before we do that, if you are out there struggling with Pesanta, maybe you need something to help you concentrate. Speaking of which, James, I feel like you've got something to talk about, about something that helps you concentrate. Yes, um, recently um, I have been imbibing in something called Magic Mind, which is a shot uh, you, you take every morning and it gives you a little bit of energy that you have with your coffee. And I've been taking it with uh, with my every every breakfast I've been having. Uh, and recently, to give you an example of how this has worked, I have been very in a very depressive state. Um, where, with in particular with my garden, it's been overgrown and it's been an absolute mess. And yeah, I just found uh, I just found the strength within me after taking this stuff, uh, Magic Mind, uh, probably due to the ashwagandha in it and the lion's mane mushrooms because they're they're quite good uh, for kind of giving you energy and keeping your mind focused um, to actually get the garden done. And I got some friends around, um, and it took us barely any time. And like you know, whenever you look at something that's such a big thing like that, it always yeah. looks like it's going to take way more time than it actually does. Um, but yeah, it took us half a day, and then for the well, not even half a day, and then for the rest of the day, we just chilled out and had pizza. 
right? So, um, so yeah, and it was uh, it was Magic Mind that helped. I, I believe helped me. I felt so focused while uh, while drinking this stuff. So, if you would like to try uh, Magic Mind, please go to magicmind.com forward slash first aid. That's F I R S T A I D to get fifty six percent off your subscription for the next ten days with this code. Again, that's F I R S T A I D. So we talked plenty about gameplay. Let's talk about the story of Separate Ways, which is, I mean, you could say it's kind of important because it's the whole, you know, draw of it is get to see Ada's side of Resident Evil 4. But be interested to know how people feel about how uh, the remake handled Separate Ways because they're obviously kind of alluded to in the intro there uh, some differences because Krauser is... uh, well, basically completely absent, which is a big change. But there are also some additions as well, so it'll be interesting to get everyone's takes on that. Um, I won't go first. Um, James, let's start with you. How did you feel about the story of Separate Ways this time around? Yeah. Um, I really... Cause you just brought up Krauser, and there's one thing I really want to talk about, and that's because they completely removed him as a threat to Ada. And I think... Well, rather, he's not a threat to Ada, but he's a threat to everything else. Mm. And him being this threat is what pushes her to become a character and to actually bloom. Like her and Sadler, uh, sorry, him and Sadler, like in their machinations. Because in the original, um, it's made out that Krauser and Ada are kind of vying for Wesker's attention. Yeah, it's like extra levels of everyone's working against each other, which arguably doesn't really need to be there exactly yeah like and they they just got completely got rid of that in this one and they just made her instead of being this lapdog for wesker which you know clearly is what krauser is because he's just become this bioweapon now um you know she is her own person right we still have the we still have the like the the change the change that she becomes infected right so she still has that threat there Right towards her, like she has to push forward, and I think her, like the change with Krauser, her becoming infected, her meeting Luis, um, and like, you know, during the the reimagining, I mean, right, all creates like this character which just like completely blooms and creates her story, like from then on, right. And she says something at the beginning. Uh, I know we're not talking about characterizations. So we'll go into story in a second. But she says right at the beginning, like, you know, she did the typical thing, like, everything changed after Raccoon City, because mm-hmm. she was talking about herself mm-hmm. um, in the third person, almost. She was saying that she, all those ideas that we all had of Ada, like, uh, you know, her being this femme fatale character, high, uh, you know, a high-level assassin, like, mercenary, they were all very true before Raccoon City, right? right. And then we got that line, and she says that line, and it's like, so now she's changed into a different person, right? So then it like it lays the foundation for the rest of the story of the game. Mm. And right when she when she mm, says that. Sorry to interrupt, but I was going to yeah. say as well like it's an important moment in the story overall when she says to Leon, "You haven't changed. You just think you have." Yeah. So to have her talk about herself in that way earlier in the game yeah. makes that scene that we've already seen from the base game, you know, fleshes out what that means exactly as mm. well, which is really cool yeah it's it's so cool like to get kind of get this insight finally into who she is um and you know they did well with her right and try like and 
trying to uh, still make her vague and still make her this uh, will she, won't she? But at the same time, I think we're all you know by the end of this this game, I think we're all pretty pretty uh, on the same, pretty much on the same page in, in terms of who she is mm. and what her ideals are. Um, the story is pretty much the same as the original, um, but they've only changed characterization. Right, which is something that they've done so well, like Capcom have done so well with with yep. these reimaginings. Like they have kept the story. It, the story is still, you know. Oh, that's something else I want to talk about as well. But yeah, Wesker uh, needs something. Ada is going to get it because she's being paid to get it. True. She then there's all these complex you know machinations with all the the <laughs> I'm going to quote NPCs of the game, like with Leon, Ashley, Luis, right. you know, etc. Right, and then it ends with her taking the sample and, you know, flying off. But they just filled in the gaps with this story. They filled all the gaps in, like, that we were all missing, like, in, in between. Um, just, like, all the questions. I mean, not all the questions were answered. Like, one of the big things that um, I put down in my notes was that Wesker, in the original... I don't know if anybody else felt this, but in the original, I always felt like Wesker was a cog in a machine in the original. He was like part of something bigger. Mm. Um, whereas in this and the way the story went uh, flowed, I felt like he is the cog. Like he is the main man. Right. Like he is like, there's no one he, everybody else is below him. Um, and right, it might, it might be because he was very cartoon ish evil character in the original. Right. So I might have just like disregarded him. Right, but I felt like he had even more of a presence in this. Um, I, he really, he felt like a threat in this too. Um, like there were there were points like the uh, you know when she in the original with um, when she gets knocked out and in, in this in this game uh, Wesker saves her and then right. <laughs> they have this really hilarious conversation in the room. Um, in the original, she gets like taken by the villagers and it's a whole different situation. Right, but they removed all that because it was chaff. It didn't need to be added, and they just they implemented Wesker and gave us a little bit more characterization again mm. about Ada and Wesker again, adding mm. even more to the story. And yeah, I, I could go on, but like I just I think my main like my baseline summary in, of it is I love how they just filled all the gaps in, like with information we needed, and information that made us want more Ada now because nobody gave a hoot. <laughs> like about Ada before, mm -hmm. like no, right. like you only you only like looking at Ada, right? If you looked at her, yes, she's conventionally attractive and she's a woman who's being a, you know, a badass on 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 the screen, right? But now she is all of those things, right? But she is also a person on the screen, right? Because of how what they've done and fill, by filling in all those gaps. Mm. I'm gonna save my Ada stuff sort of to later because it's gonna definitely like bleed into talking about voice acting and stuff like that um when it comes to the actual baseline story ooh, i don't know if i agree with some things but that's okay i uh <laughs> yeah like you're right in the sense that the sort of simple ada has to get thing for wesker decides at the end screw you wesker uh storyline is the same but there's a lot of stuff in here that's different uh for better and for worse as we said you know it's, I do think that it's a shame that there isn't as much Krauser because now Krauser is 
incredibly paper thin because as we know from the base game dark side chronicles in this version of events happens completely different so we don't actually see those events as they play out in this quote unquote universe or however you want to look at it because it doesn't fit together and now he doesn't appear in separate ways he's even more of a non-character which is a shame but you're right it gives more space for wesker and ada to do their thing it was lovely to see more louise who gets more yes. involved with the story um and their interactions are really cool across the board I'm not massively into Ada getting infected. That seems somewhat needless to me. And I don't really understand why she gets to have black robe hallucinations. Like why her infection is different um, and acts in a different way. But that's Resident Evil now, I guess. It's just how we go. Um, so it, it, it does explain that. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, it does, it does explain that. Like it, in yeah, a note, I mean, it's, it's vague, but it says... Like, it's because it got... It's oh, a particular okay. plaga from a particular... Yes, like, which is why when she kills it, that's what basically yeah. cures her, which is odd, but sure, fine. It just seems to me like this is conveniently... We need to infect Ada because uh, she's the only woman in the franchise that hasn't been infected with something. And right. now we know that that's how the Resident Evil series is going to continue for the rest of all time, is that all the characters are going to have slowing, ageing properties, aren't they? Because right. yeah. because everyone was like well, that makes sense for Jill because I'm mm. worth it precisely and now <laughs> now they're all gonna be they can be conventionally attractive as you said James forever because they've all been infected so it all seems yeah. painfully convenient but otherwise God, I hope that's not the case no, I mean yeah I'm sure it is <laughs> I, I think it is <laughs> I do want to compliment at least uh, the way that it. F- lines up with the other with the base game is is really good like i know to be fair i felt like they did an okay job with the ps2 game considering that i think that it was written after the original campaign was and they just kind of clicked it into place whereas this obviously feels like it's been more deliberately built together at the same time which is obviously the benefit of doing it a second time over but they did really well with the moments of like oh i know where leon is now even though when they don't directly show you you just get like a good idea of what's going on um, around you outside of the moments where you do get to see Leon and again as I sort of mentioned the running around at the end getting him the rocket launcher was really cool I enjoyed stuff like that um, it was fine it was serviceable it, I didn't find it I just picked out a bunch of holes in it but I didn't hate it outside of the kind of pointless infection angle for me but there you go uh, but yeah otherwise it was okay Steve how do you feel about the story uh, I just want to say, as someone who's liked Ada, generally speaking, across the board for the most part anyway, excluding maybe a few bits of RE6, uh, I think that this was pretty solid, pretty well done. Uh, I think it, there are a lot of narrative uh, breaks from original separate ways which work to, well, for and against it. Like, for example, we lose a lot of t- screen time with Krauser, and they are now, as Sai's already said, like a paper-thin character now. But Wesker gets a lot more screen time to the point where I didn't even realise in the original he was meant to be anywhere near on site. I thought he was just sat at home with a mm. cup of cocoa in front of his computer screen. Uh, <laughs> change. And the fact that he is now an active player in events and the fact that Leon came within a, a gnat's breath of being annihilated by a sunglasses man, is uh, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Like uh, I kind of wish there's a, there's a point where just before Wesker appears, like he's, uh, Ada's just passed out some feet appear on the roof and now we know it's Wesker kind of like we missed one of the most badass takedowns like (laughs) over the top animation sequences of him just butchering some Spanish peasants Uh, but no (laughs) generally speaking uh, the the, the main three and the the core 
core thrust of the story and how it unfolds, I think is fine. The, the, the standouts, obviously, is Wesker, Ada, and Luis interacting with each other, and that's what you're here for. Mm-hmm. That the main beats of the story are the same. Like the, the 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 wholly new stuff where Ada has to go and set a bomb and encounters Martinico, I suppose, is the arguably new stuff, but it all all sorts itself out in the end anyway. Uh, Ada's infection, I thought, was okay and fine. I do think I fear the worst than that it's probably a, con- a convenient way to make everyone stay forever young. I hope not. <laughs> like, uh, I think if it would be ironic if they make Ada the only character who ages uh, in, a, in a beautiful twist of fate. But, you know, yeah, I don't really have any complaints other than that. I feel like Krauser obviously is the main victim. Sadler was always going to be emperor palpatine in this one but i would have liked to have seen like there's almost like a hint of it at one point when wesker is looking over at at, at krauser in the distance with a smug smile like i feel like there's something else going are we getting a third separate ways capcom is that what's happening no i'm kidding (laughs) Wesker ways, separate Wesker's. i don't know yeah sunglasses ways i don't know uh but I, i feel like there are things that are hinted at but we don't get a direct answer to but that's okay because it doesn't break narrative too much mm. other than you know Barry man now even more boring <laughs> I, 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 sorry but in right but i wasn't looking forward to fighting wesker again like when when separate ways you know because i didn't enjoy fighting wesker in remake 4 either like and Sadly. i like and like in i what i was like i really hope i don't fight him in this Oh god, can you imagine if they'd had like a little tiff, like a proper boss fight, a mini boss fight with Wesker, just to like, you know, no, I am getting rid of the sample and you're not keeping it. <laughs> that that would have been a hell of a way to close it. I would uh, I would have liked them to have like a little, you know, bitch off, right? But like, I yeah, I would you know that would you know the whole thing about him being like a Randy Randy Savage like kind of character? It would have been funny him just like kind of cursing. Like or cussing at, at Ada while she sits there just being sassy, you know. I would have mm. liked that, you know, him being on a balcony while she's below, just like, please, rolls her eyes, walks away. <laughs> this is more of a character thing, and I appreciate that's probably more for a different section of the podcast. But I did appreciate that we got to see both sides of Ada, or at least two sides of it, like mask on and then mask yeah. off. When she's by herself, she's a lot more, I would say, a uh, entertaining character because she's very serious, but knows knows how to be aloof. Mm. Uh, and it's nice to see the dichotomy of those two kind of personas, yeah. I guess. Agreed. Uh, KDB, how did you feel about the story of Separate Ways 2023? You've all kind of covered it. I think for me, this DLC was far more about the kind of gameplay experience. The story was very supplementary to that. Didn't blow me away. There was no huge mind-blowing revelations. Like you say, there was the cuts of Krauser. The infection thing, I did think oh here we go again i rolled my eyes i didn't make the young staying young connection until now and i hate that um <laughs> welcome that that aside <laughs> that aside i think the strong aspect of the story is just the character presentation i think all of the exchanges between all of the characters aside from maybe ada and sadler are all incredibly strong mm. the opening seeing Luis dancing the banter between Luis and Ada, Wesker. I mean, here we are, folks. Like, you know, if you would ask first aid spray panel last year or the year before, hey, do you want to see more Wesker? And everyone would have gone, no, no. I think now mm. I'm like, give me some more Wesker. Mm. So yeah. it's made me want more Wesker. The presentation of all of these characters was great. I thought 
that was just so good to see them in this little story this very compact dlc story which yeah it's fine go get the amber do this do this that and the other whatever but the character interactions for me is that was the strong point and loved all of that really made me become more enamored with ada than ever before like kind of steve like obviously everyone knows i love the original re2 i liked ada and that i think maybe over time i've softened on that and then i've never really been interested her in in her outside of it this kind of changed that seeing more of luis in the story was just yeah lovely i do think the way it's kind of cut short and i guess there's no way to do that because of the way his fate in the game anyway so their last exchange is just him doing a quick bit over the radio and then it's kind of like yeah that's it you can't really have anything extra because you may have messed up the timeline or something in there so that's a bit of a shame but we got more of him and i'm not going to complain um yeah nothing else really you've all kind of covered it no huge law ramifications that i can think of apart from the wesker and krauser you well, know, Wesker eyeing up the body and stuff like that, mm. I suppose. Oh, yeah. That's uh, let's, let's be helpful. Let's be helpful for a second. Like, just off camera, next to Krauser's body is a fully revived, perfectly fine Luis. So we yeah. can dance again. <laughs> next to well, Carlos with a beer. <laughs> yeah, so that, that all, all that stuff did what a lot of this DLC did, is it piqued my interest. And I, and I, I, haven't, I didn't come away from Shadows of Rose wanting more. And I definitely yeah. came away from this thinking, mm. okay, they're planting some seeds here. We've been debating, you know, till the cows come home about what's next. You know, are we getting another remake? Are we getting RE9? I think they, for the first, well, not for the first time, we know from the original timeline, it's all over the place. We've joked about the canon and the the kind of inaccuracies and plot holes. I think they're doing their best with this RE engine universe to keep things in line. And it's all very purposeful. And yeah, a little glance from Wesker does mean something. And I'm interested to see what it means. So, yeah, it felt like more of a seed planting for future games, possibly in little bits, little ways, but not too much else to say about the story. It was more about the gameplay for me. Mm, so, the, I, sorry, so, sorry, I, I, I want to mention just one thing, right, about story, right? Mm. That is, and it's, it's, and it, it goes back to our podcast about RE4 this year as well, right? I think, I, I think they were in RE4 as well, but we see those bottles again. Right, those those bottles that look very similar to the Sanguis Vaginas uh Oh wine the wine bottle things. Yeah. Like and I looked up the I looked up both of those bottles. Those are brand new assets. Like, but they look so similar. They got the flowery design, mm. right, but they're not the same. So yeah, that's just like a connection. There, I would maybe. be stunned if they don't link it some way in the future. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whether that it is to do with those you know, those bottles mean anything, but I think there's no reason to not link it, you know, once they get to that point with these remakes or, or whatever they do in future. So, yeah, I'm not opposed to it. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so in terms of the law, uh, I think maybe uh, if I'm correct, I suppose it's worth pointing out. Um, if we didn't see it, but I think that it's important that Wesker interacts with Krause's body, right? Because I'm pretty sure that's how he gets his last Plagas now that Ada has run away with the Amber, which is new, obviously. Uh, mm. rather than being the superior plaga it's the amber now um but again that doesn't mean that we can't see it as a flashback in something or some other additional yeah. piece of media the only thing i'm not sure about that might be a new addition is there's obviously talk about ada has rigged some of the bombs not to explode and only destroyed a certain amount of the island um which again maybe that's now how he gets his plaga he goes back and grabs what he needs or whatever mm. but i don't think that was necessarily part of the law before i'm pretty sure the point is that it's all gone but i could be incorrect there 
But that stood out to me as something that was like, that, that, that sounds new. April, nine years since my awakening. I have received a written petition from Mendez. He wants me to forgive this servant who foolishly ran away. He does not understand. It is not a matter of forgiveness or unforgiveness. Only my noble pursuit matters, for which countless sacrifices are required. An honor for all who dwell in the land of our master. Besides, it would be impossible to remove it from his body now. She implants her prey with a part of herself, manipulating their consciousness and trapping them in a waking nightmare. They are bent to her will, no matter how far they try to flee. The only way to truly escape the torment is to kill her. So the entity within her prey dies too. It is, after all, made up of specialized cells, which cannot survive on their own. Yet none are strong enough to put my hound, my Pisanta, down. So, in terms of uh, presentation then, let's talk about the acting, let's talk about the way things look and the way things sound, and I'm going to talk about Ada now, because I say it links... Uh, you know, I wanted to talk about characters, and part of that is Lily Gow's uh, performance mm. as Ada. Um, and I'll go first because you know, as the notorious Ada hater, I think it's important for me to say that I think this is possibly the best Ada that we've actually ever had, mm-hmm. uh, or at least Yay. since Resident Evil 2 original, with her first appearance, where she was a three dimensional, well, close to a three dimensional character. Um, we actually got to see some emotions for once, and I think part of that absolutely comes from her delivery being more muted at times, so that when it does break through, you know, the writing's such a tease for it. At first, Ada's like, it's not my problem. Do what we arranged when she's talking to Lewis, Luis and stuff like that about Leon and Ashley uh, sort of being a front for things. But she, she later sort of shoes him away from Black Robe, saying, you know, you've, you've got promise to keep by giving them what they need in order to survive. It's one of the few sort of flashes of humanity that we've ever really seen from her. She's like, yes, you know, you've made a promise to other people, one of which happens to be someone that I know. Maybe I'm invested in this, uh, which was really nice. Um, and it's it feels like the most we've seen her directly care about Leon's safety, and Leon wasn't even there to see it. <laughs> Which I, again, I really like as part of her character. Like, she won't show that weakness to anyone. And Steve, that's what you're saying a bit. She's kind of playful when no one else is around as well. Like She lets more of herself out when no one else is watching. Another great example of that is the way that she just says the word Leon uh, when she sees him arriving at the speedboat before they go to the yeah. island. Just like this realisation. Um, just stuff, just, they're just little teases of stuff. It's really subtle stuff that I really enjoyed. They did a really good job with the writing and the performance, uh, building on what they had for Remake 4, whether you loved or hated it. I wasn't sure how to feel about it, to be honest. But overall, this really rounded it out for me. I was thoroughly impressed. I don't know if they'll be able to keep this up. I don't even necessarily know if I... And that invested, like, you know, I desperately want an Ada game, you know, that kind of thing. But I'm glad that we got this, at least. And I think, you know, we compliment the RE Engine remakes all the time in the RE Engine games about their 
one of their strongest suits has been the writing and the characterization and the portrayals and stuff like that. And they've even done it with Ada now. Like they've even pulled they've pulled the impossible off. <laughs> <laughs> so good job to Lily Gow, good job to everyone involved with that. I was thoroughly impressed. Whilst we're there as well, Kelsey, you're right with Wesker. Oh my god. So good. Um pure gold. Great job to Craig Bernatowski for playing Wesker. It's so much to hear more of that new Wesker, because we only really got like a taster of it at the end of the base game um, and hearing a more rounded out Wesker that we haven't seen since arguably Remake. This was like a follow-up to Remake Wesker because Code Veronica, he is already kind of a supervillain. As much as I love Richard Wah's Wesker, um, he's already kind of hammy there. And then obviously we get RE5 Wesker where he's just nuts. Um... So this, yeah, it felt grounded. It felt like a follow-up to remake. It obviously helps that he's wearing blue, uh, which I was, was. I'm always a fan of that. Give just a little bit more color than just the all-black, you know, uh, Matrix costume and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, really happy. Same position as you. Can't believe I want to see more of Wesker, but here we are. Uh, I really hope that they get that actor to come back. Fun fact: worked on Resident Evil Outbreak, uh, so he's been with the franchise for a long oh, time. Oh. Uh, so there you go. Um, there is obviously way more to say, but I have feel like I've just expelled a bunch of words and so let other people say some stuff. In fact, I, Steve. Uh, sorry, uh, just quickly. I learned something about uh, the uh, the voice acting and how, how they did casting for this game. And a lot of games, actually. Mm. Do you know that these before they even come into the studio, these actors don't know what role they have? Yeah. Yeah, because it's such a big, <laughs> yeah. such a big deal. They can't talk about it. It's like it's a horror game, and you play this kind of character. That's about what they get. Yeah, yeah. They don't even know. They're just surprised. It's like a little, little voice actor Christmas. By the way, you're playing Wesker. Out, um, Albert Wesker. Holy. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, I'm going to start with you. How okay. good is the music in separate ways? Oh my god! Like. Uh, yeah, no, this is, uh, mm, chef's kiss. Where, where, where's the vinyl? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, th there's, there's remixes all over the place, but even the non-remix atmosphere stuff's got like a nice Metal Gear groovy, groovy vibe yeah. to it. But, uh, yeah. I mean, we've got riffs from RE5, we've got riffs from RE1, we've obviously got stuff from RE2. Like, yeah, they, they, they literally went, here, have, have nostalgia bait. <laughs> it works on <laughs> it me was, every I time. totally fine yeah. with it. Yeah. Uh, they even did it with like the, the there's now remixes of re4 like game music like the shops are different theme but it's the same theme but but nicer uh yeah no mm. go for it capcom by all means tickle my ears um <laughs> yeah the, on the voice acting front as someone who was a bit lukewarm on uh, lady gow in base game re4 completely changed like i feel like in especially her new scenes for separate ways and seeing both sides of ada now like i don't know if she's gonna top sally cahill for me but she's definitely earned the role and any yeah. of the abuse she gets is like you're all balanced stop it like <laughs> oh my god she, she's she's perfectly fine she's doing a great job Especially the, the quote-unquote off-camera Ada, fantastic stuff. I, I, I love I love me some bants from sarcastic <laughs> Ada. That that's fine. Luis still stand out for me. The little flamenco dance at the start was adorable. Like, yeah. why are you doing that in the jail cell in the first place? Who knows? But you you go for it, King. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wesker. Like, I feel like this is a strangely more grounded Wesker than I feel like we even had in the remake. 
there's a few moments and a few scenes like obviously I'm, Wesker saving people is a strange one I know to him Ada is an asset but he goes out his way to save her from being mauled by peasants while she's unconscious when she gets the amber he says okay don't worry we'll send someone to pick you up not in like a demeaning way just like I want to see what stars Wesker was like when he was trying to work as a team I feel like there's some kind of uh, uh, some kind of weirdness to him that's like not compassionate but professional uh, I think that's obviously... what it is to me is like he knows that Ada is the one with the connection to Luis not him he can't just swan in mm. uh, obviously there's still the the, uh, the scary psychopath I'm going to kill billions yeah. stuff like if we could actually sever Wesker from the, the maniacal madman stuff and just keep him as a professional like evil schemer that would be great especially with this Wesker I know mm. we can't rewrite the timeline of the canon, so at some point he's going to go crazy and wear checkered leather, but I, I hope we can avoid it for as long as possible with this version. Right. I think you can... There's. I, I have full faith in them at this point, even, even before they actually wrote a good Ada Wong, um, <laughs> that they could do something with RE5's Wesker that you know does all the necessary moments of him being in a volcano and getting blasted with rockets, but still somehow ground it as, yeah maniacal mm. schemer as you said rather than crazy supervillain i think that it's possible and i i think and hope that that's the direction it's heading if we do uh, wind up with a five remake um mm. i'm also just gonna say the same things you said about the music like so many returning themes just handled with gusto and passion which i really appreciate I, i'm such a sucker for that stuff immediately ada's theme in the chapter end i was like oh this is cool and then it just goes from there you know wesker getting a throwback to re1 you get a remix of One More Kiss from Resident Evil 2 during an Ada and Leon's final scenes, which just sent me. Uh, there's a, um infiltration from the original RE4 is finally back in the soundtrack as well. I was like, that's cool. So there's not just remixes of RE4 themes that we already have, but stuff that wasn't absent from the base game comes in. Yeah, just superb. I'm... Super excited for now. That's what I call Survival Resident Evil 4 Remake now because the soundtrack is uh, is fantastic. Um, Kelsey, how did you feel about the presentation of the game, the music, the sound, the voice acting, the way it looks? So uh, you might remember when we did the Mercs podcast, we said like how incredible it was that they just decided to smash those two hunk themes together. Yeah. And it was like, I think, again, this is just another reminder that the people in the rooms at the moment making this game they get it you know they were around they, they've they spent some extra time to do these little throwbacks and stuff like that and yeah the soundtrack was just, just superb so many standouts you've all covered it um voice acting you know this is the most jeremy irons wesker we've had so far, <laughs> and in such a good way like so good he's he is I'm pretty sure they're acknowledging, or the voice actor is acknowledging, the the hamminess that does come with Wesker, because it's in there a little bit with his kind of breathy lines and stuff. They are there, but oh, it was so good. It was so good. And yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to see more if they want to do it. Uh, Lily Gao, I, I got to be honest, I never understood the criticism towards her. Like, I can understand people preferring the original but i just kind of took it as oh this is a more new modern understated subtle ada mm -hmm. and that was kind of about as far as my opinion went um and then with this like steve mentioned the off-camera ada i loved her little hmm, raccoon i guess this must be fate you know when she sees the little raccoon statue i don't yeah. know if it's very easy to run past you may not have seen it um the little lines that she does and 
yeah, her performance. I think I'm with you, Sai. I can I love the charm of the originals, and th- this is just better. It's just it's just done better for me. I think it's really really good. This is definitely the best data, and that the writing does help. It absolutely does help. Um, and then just overall. I mentioned it on the main game podcast. Cinematography of the cutscenes is stellar, really, really good. Um, the it feels like that main game. I remember saying, "Oh, well, there was a few bugs and like some rubber face lighting and stuff in places," and none of that is present here. They've obviously had another six months or whatever to polish. It looks flawless all the time. Mm. Lighting, atmosphere, in all the different locations. Yeah, just just really really good all round and sound music voice acting it's it, it's kind of wild to me that we are being this kind of praising about a, the separate ways dlc i don't think anybody expected it to be this kind of good and i know we've got recency bias and stuff but i really enjoyed enjoyed looking at it listening to it and playing it yeah yeah the presentation more and re engine which we've sort of said you know how much more life has this got in it i think jordan talked about that you know how much more life can they get out of it? And it's like, this DLC looked and sounded amazing. Characters and cinematography, cutscenes, just, yeah, all good, all good. Huge thumbs up all around for how it looked and sounded. Mm. Indeed, uh, great points about the cinematography as well, especially, you know, and I know you guys talked about it at length, but the reveal of El Gigante coming around the side of the house yeah. was yeah. <laughs> just fantastic yeah. in particular. Um, James, how did you feel about the rest of the presentation of the game? So there's a... Again, we can't stop fawning over Lily Gal's performance because I think it's... You know, the last time we, we did a podcast about DLC was Shadows of Rose and we were not very nice about that game. Mm. Like, so I think it's quite a contrast and to show, like, our integrity, like, and you know, I mean, there were some things we liked about Shadow of Rose, but most of all, it was kind of a ne- negative experience for a lot of us. Um, but this one has just... I, I think it's been a like a groundbreaking positive for all of us like this game like mm-hmm. i think that's you know i just wanted to point that out just in case you know any folks coming in and saying you always love things no we don't <laughs> yeah it's a good no. point it's a good point um but yeah so there there's one thing uh lily as ada says uh I, you you said earlier on side that there are just small things that ada says in the game that um you know just pull you into her character would you just want to know more um, or they give you some kind of idea uh, about her, and it's it's you know it's it's near to the end of the game after she uh, uh, stops half the bombs going off after taking on Martinico. But wait, just before taking on Martinico, and she talks to Wesker on the phone, and he like talks about the bombs, and she says, including the president's daughter, won't that make things difficult for you? Yeah, right. And the way she delivered that line. That was it's because her. she's a government agent, James. <laughs> that, that was her masterfully trying to get confirmation to try to uh, convince herself that what she's doing right now is right. Yeah. Right. And that was another, like, really small thing. Right. That they've, they've done a lot of that stuff. You know, there's another one right at the beginning where, um, um, you know, when, uh, you know, Luis's uh, ingredients for the uh, suppressant um, just before like flying in, you know, she says, Luis, let it go. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, that is also really telling. Cause it's like, she is willing. She, she at this point is infected, but, and now she's going, okay, no, we need to, that's not a plan. 
Yeah, you, know, you need to survive yourself. in order yeah, for this like, to work. awesome, that scene. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I completely... I've played it four times and just forgot about it this whole podcast, but yeah. It's because there's so funny. many good scenes. Yeah. Like, there's just so many. Um, you know, and then she does, like, very typical Ada stuff, like you guys said, like, being on screen with NPCs, you know, or with characters on screen, and she's like... <laughs> and she says... Um, she says to like Luis, uh, if you're trying to kill yourself, can you do it after you deliver the amber? I'm like, oh, <laughs> there's Ada. You know, yeah. there's business Ada. You know, there's girl boss Ada. Um, but yeah, it's a, some of these lines are just, and and all the way through the game as well. Like when you do certain movements uh, or or certain kills, she'll go like, clean, that was a clean kill, and she's giving herself pep talks. You know, <laughs> as you're going through, which you don't hear. Like you know, she's inc- incredibly confident. Um, you you'll make a shot, you'll do a headshot, and you hear her just do a, hmm. you know, she'll just like yeah. laugh or giggle to herself. I like you know, the here we go as well. Like when the the plagas come out, of the head, she's like, <laughs> yeah, no, or I was afraid that was going to happen or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or when you walk into the Armadura room and she says, "I think yeah, I know how I this know is going to end." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. there's a lot of really well delivered lines by by Lily yeah. Gal- Gow's Ada. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I, this was one of my first notes ever. I mean, it was the first scene in the game and I said it, said it last year, I think when the trailer came out, um, with the fantastic flamenco music that came on that I still need a full release of, like, I need uh, like a four or five minute long, like track, like of that music, uh, but seeing Luis dancing and just like being carefree, even though Mm. he was in danger <laughs> yeah you know it's like yeah oh, i was so lovely to see him like that and he was happy at that at that point um and it was you know when you hear from him later on it, you you like ada arguably has more of a relationship with luis than leon does. yeah yeah because he's yeah. more honest with her directly about the fact that yeah. he's trying to do good to make up for something bad i guess because he knows that she's got a mysterious past so he's more willing to open up about his own i guess right that's what I yeah know. and he yeah this yeah, dlc well, he, makes leon look like a complete he's a chump. mug he by the way i didn't notice i can't remember what the lines were right now i didn't put them down in my notes silly but um he leon does have some new lines in this um okay he, uh, he does have a few new lines and i think it's just before you it's as you meet up with luis and you start getting the ingredients like it's that call that Luis makes to Leon. There's some new lines there, um, so there are some new lines he does. But yeah, he is just a side character, <laughs> like um, which is so side funny. character in his own story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should call it separate ways. Wait, oh. um, <laughs> um, but yeah, Luis is fantastic, and it was so sad to hear while you're running for your life through the hive, through the minecart, the minecart section that he's just went through with Leon. Like, mm. and you're running, and I'm trying to run as fast as I can, even though I know what's going to happen. Mm. Like, I know Luis is going to die. Like, but he's on that phone, and he's saying, just just do your best for Leon. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm a good Samaritan. Can you do this one thing, this one favor for me? You know, since I just saved your life. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was very heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about that. However, the merchant. I want to talk about next <laughs> okay because we don't we never talk about this guy um <laughs> um he has some new lines too yeah um and you know i don't want to go through all the lines but he has one line that he says right at the end 
Um, and he says, I can hardly contain myself. You're really going to do it, stranger. <laughs> yeah. Right? He's like, he's. it's funny because he says it as you leave and you can you might miss it because he says it as you leave. Mm. Right? And I just, it, the way he delivers that line, it's the first time I've seen him. Like, well, I mean, every, every other time it's been because it's been a, you know, it's been a transaction. You've been getting money from him. Right, or he's been giving money to you, or you know, you've been getting things from him, right? But this time it was, uh, oh, I'm really excited. We're, uh, you know, where I don't know where he's going to go after this, but like, I hope the merchant is okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> break out of the stream like, as I go, yeah, kill Sattler. Yeah. I, I also, I also, made, I also made a, a tweet about the fact that, um, you know, we are we're finding constantly throughout the game. You know, we're finding the same treasures that Leon is finding, or Ed is finding the same treasures that Leon finds, right? And then they're mysteriously put on the map again, right? <laughs> Who are we selling these things to? The merchant. So the merchant is putting <laughs> these things down, right? He yeah, is okay. his own business. He's he's a monopoly on this island. He does <laughs> reference it. He sort of says, "How did I get all these things? You don't want to know." And it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's because you're just going to out yourself if you do. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's killed man. all the other merchants on this island. That's the thing. <laughs> right, but I'm completely behind him. Um, but yeah, in terms of the present presentation, I was constantly, I haven't put them on Twitter or anything, but I have a, a, a friend group that as I was playing, I was constantly sending them the cinematic uh, kind of scenes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the bit where she, uh, just before going to the waterway, where she goes down that rope and the camera does a 360 around her as she's going down. Like, oh, yep. the chef's kiss. Um, the bit where she, the last uh, QTE you need to make Lasers. against Martinico. Yeah. 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 But she has to, the glow, I don't know why this sticks in my mind, but the glow from the, the blueness of the lasers, like the glow, she looks like a superhero. She does. Can I also <laughs> just point out as well, when I played through with the alternate dress on, it flaps like in the slow motion as well. And I was just like, that's so awesome. That they, cool. they took the time to do that for the super slow motion shot. Yeah. When, when you've got the, uh, yeah, it's, uh, actually just remember, when you've got the elegant, um, it's mm. elegant countess set on, mm. that also like trails behind her as well. Yeah. Like, it, oh, there's just so many great cinematic moments. Um, like, and they make you feel like, a, like the original game with Leon, it has a lot of moments where you also feel like you're a hero. Like, like you're this, you know, like, you, yeah, you just feel great, right? You feel like a true badass. But then they kind of stepped it up by about 10 steps, like, with Ada. Like, when you have to, uh, when you have to do your, even though it's finicky, but that's gameplay to actually get it to work. When, you ha when you're chopping at bloody uh, Gigante, like, you, you're swinging it around him on your hook shots. <laughs> like, I really wanted to just do that in the game. Yeah. Right. But, you know, it's game limitation. But it was super cool. The the way you do it with the U3 as well. Awesome. A lot of fantastic cinematics. And then the soundtracks and the sound, like, the sounds are the same as RE4 are, other than Mercenaries. But we'll talk about that later. But um, the music, I think we all noticed it immediately, didn't we? When we first started playing, we all started talking about the music and how incredible it was. Like, even the merchants like theme tune is different everything has been softened um yeah. and given a more feminine touch it it's feels just, like 
bolder as well like we the main game it's sort of some of it is a bit just kind of standard there's a couple of standout mm. ones but here it's like yeah like you've got the flamenco you've got the uh, steve reference metal gear there's just stuff that you think <laughs> oh this doesn't sound gothic at all but it fits perfectly yeah with the themes yeah. of this dlc yeah it's all over the place with it i loved it yeah it was, it was fantastic um yeah uh it's yeah i, I don't have anything anything else to say because like the characterization okay. i've already spoken so yeah. much about um i do want to mention um just like little secrets like there was a little secret uh as i, I was kind of going around exploring the world i don't know probably everybody knows this if you're going for treasures actually you're gonna actually say, crying actually, in the yeah, room that yeah that caught me off guard yeah <laughs> i wasn't expecting that um yeah and i was like oh can i you know immediately my my brain turned on i was like Oh, can I smash one of these windows? Go in here and do something. Yeah. Like that'd, that'd be super sweet if I could. But you could Even though you couldn't, I just think again, it's attention to detail. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, by the way, this places you in the timeline. Yep, Ashley's in there, and she's yeah, it's know, immersion, isn't out. it? So yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, cool. So let's start um, ramping down for separate ways because you just sort of alluded to there. We also have to talk about the mercenaries update as well. It came at the same time. Um, so I guess. To wrap it up, um, let's talk about our conclusions for the game, but also, while we're there, um, how we feel about how it compares to the original Separate Ways as well. Um, Steve, how what are your final thoughts on Separate Ways 2023, and do you prefer it over the original 2005 dishwasher FMV version? <laughs> See, that's it, isn't it? We haven't got authentic, like, low-quality FMV cutscenes yet. I need that 140p... <laughs> Um, in 4x3. No, no, honestly, I think, you know, leveling the, the thoughts about linearity, it's the same with the original separate ways. So they both have it. And this just has more content. Uh, I would say better curated content. We've got unique areas, unique boss fights. Genuinely speaking, this may be one of the strongest DLCs Capcom ever made. I think the only other non-linear or l less the same each time DLC would be something like Desperate Escape in RE5, mm. where the enemy loadouts can be random each time. So, yeah, honestly speaking, it, it it's a great companion piece to an already really fun game. If you enjoy RE4, you're of course going to enjoy Separate Ways. And I I played through like three or four times myself. I, I have I have no complaints with you know, with getting the the route down and trying to get those S plus ranks. I want to unlock my like you know cat ears or whatever the frigate is this time. <laughs> it, yeah, if you if you enjoyed it, uh, it, the base game, you're gonna enjoy separate ways. I personally did. I think it's probably almost a too reasonable price point if mercenaries was part of the deal, but it's a separate free update as well. So yeah. No complaints, not really. Uh, look forward to see content of this caliber more so than Shadows of Rose. No offense to Shadows of Rose, but this felt more like a Resident Evil game and less walking. <laughs> yeah, um, my only note comparing old versus new, and it has, I haven't played it since we did the old episode on it, and to be honest, I've forgotten a lot of the original separate ways, but I'm fairly certain in my opinion that I find this better in every conceivable way the end is the note I've got there. <laughs> um, and on that note that you just highlighted there, I do want to point out as well, there's a lot of weird reaction to the pricing of this DLC, oh, God, which was yeah. absolutely absurd. Um, certain people within the community complaining about... Uh, lots of Some people were complaining about, you know, having to pay 10 bucks, £8 for this, uh, 
four, five, six hour campaign, depending on, you know, on a first run through, ignoring any other uh, run throughs beyond that. And as we said, it's kind of designed a little bit for that kind of play as well. So lots of people complaining about the price, despite and being like, oh, on the PS2 it came free, you know, ignoring the fact that back then we had to buy another console and a second version of the game if we wanted separate ways, if you're a GameCube owner. Um, so, so at least a second copy of the game, if not the console as well. Um, and then a lot of weird people comparing it to Remake 3, which again is a whole other discussion, saying how much better it is, and it was at a better price point, so the other end of the spectrum. I don't really know where I'm going with this, but the Resident Evil community is in the dirt right now, isn't they, it? They, they, they need to stop finding reasons to, like, you know, one, bash yeah. Remake 3, and two, like, hate on anything that's not, like, uh, a freebie from Capcom that's like a 14 hour masterpiece open world adventure game okay need to uh, stop it's hating a bit... on anything that isn't a tweet that says what's your controversial Resident Evil opinion uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's simple RE verse was a bit whack yeah. like, that, that, that's my controversial so, opinion well, yeah precisely that and you know James you said it a few times Shadows of Rose was met with um, you know, a swath of different opinions across the Resident Evil community, and there has been Exo Primal recently and RE Verse as well with Shadows of Rose at the same time. Um, we've had and, and Death Island again, mixed opinions from some people. So I'm just, I guess maybe I'm just a little bit sour that people aren't talking about how good this is and instead choosing to focus on complaining about stuff and arguing about stupid, uh, pointless crap. But short version is yes, of course it's well worth the money. It's an absurd price point for a six-hour campaign. That's game time, not including any extra time for cutscenes and times where I died and had to redo stuff, which is part of playing a video game. Very replayable because of all the challenges as well that I missed and stuff like that, and you know the option to new new game plus, uh, worthy addition to remake four, and maybe for some people, as Kelsey said at the beginning, perhaps just more enjoyable than the main campaign, which is odd. Uh, Kelsey, how do you feel about Separate Ways overall and how it compares to the original, if you remember it? Yeah, the uh, I mean, I, I sort of, to be completely honest, like I say, I think I played the original Separate Ways once, maybe twice, and I can't recall a great deal from it, apart from us talking about it, and just sort of largely forgettable for me. Uh, this is infinitely better to me. As I say, I've played it multiple times straight away as well, which I don't usually do. It's rare for me. I was hungry to experience more of the gameplay, so I really, really loved it. Um, you... you hit the nail on the head with all your notes about the price so i won't repeat that all i will point out is that and this is something i saw online just like in a world where we've got video games like you know diablo and fortnite where skins cost 20 quid <laughs> yeah. and then you've got this for eight pound it's just like i think people need to get real a little bit um because this is very consumer friendly bravo capcom you know once again we're spoiled so mm. yeah but that's just the internet people whinging but for me the DLC was just a huge, pleasant surprise. Like, my I didn't. My expectations were like, I really loved RE4, and I don't think my opinion on that has softened. You know, the remake, I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I think it's a fantastic game. So, But I did kind of think there is every chance that this DLC drops and it can't keep up with the main game and it's just more filler or cash grab or something. Right. And it's not that at all. It sits right alongside the main game. This feels like... It, and I don't want to say they've, I'm not implying they've done this, but it feels like they have p potentially just plucked chapters out of RE4 Remake and put them into a DLC. It's of the same quality. You're not losing anything. You're actually gaining gameplay mechanics and bosses and stuff like that. Yeah. So 
yeah, I, and as I, as you've touched on, I, I found Ada potentially more enjoyable to play as than Leon. Um, you know, would I've liked more story and pure horror moments like Village and Shadows of Rose, the mannequins as well. I got a shout yeah, out of the yeah, mannequins sure. and Shadows of Rose, of course. But you know, this is—I said that about the main game too. But this is a DLC. It's very action-driven, as we know. And I think as long as you take it for what that is, I think they deliver on—they deliver on that perfectly well. And I loved it. Um, I think in terms of the third-person gameplay, Capcom are really onto something that sits alongside anything that comes out of you know sony santa monica and it's just so accessible and fun i played it multiple times and i steve said is possibly the best re dlc it is the best re dlc for me there's just no question it's one of the best game dlcs full stop you know you we, i think of the best ones you know throughout history and it's I, you struggle to think of better this is among the top 10 dlcs it's very rare you get a dlc that is of incredibly high standard they can feel kind of just cheap and cheerful and you know rushed out uh, this isn't that at all it's a lovely package and an mm-hmm. absolute steal for the price um and yeah just lastly just to reiterate i think for a character that many of us has often felt is kind of a bit aimless and confusing and contradictory we now have two two recent appearances or three if, if you put it all together the remake re4 and the dlc and this is really an opportunity i think for capcom to i say yeah consider new adventures with ada you know i feel like she has arrived in a big way and Hmm. i'd love to play another 20 hours with her upgrading the skills and weapons and finally get some real real story so please do that capcom um i will buy it i would love it i'm ready for more ada and yeah they've smashed it with this dlc i'm very happy fantastic uh james how do you feel about separate ways the recent remake version how it compares to the original where does it sit for you it's better than the original mm-hmm. <laughs> okay it's yeah. way better than the original <laughs> it like because and the, i've already said it but the reason the reasoning behind that is because they just added flair and flavor yeah to the dlc the original it, it's good you know it's it's a seven out of ten you know um <laughs> but you know, when you compare it to the new separate ways, like it's like, you know, it's, the new one is like a 9.5. Like mm-hmm. it's so good. Uh, they just add so much flavor and and depth to it. Um, but before I go into that, because whenever Re- Resident Evil 3 comes into the conversation, <laughs> I won't shut up. Okay. And I just want to speak to everybody, right? Not in here, but uh, everybody on the internet right now. Uh, Resident Evil 3. The remake or the reimagining takes 40 minutes to speedrun. Resident Evil 2, the remake, takes 50 minutes to speedrun. Yep. Get a life. Yep. Anyway, moving on. Yep. But um, it's got four campaigns, which are all essentially the, <laughs> the same thing. You go to all the same places except one, and you fight all the same bosses. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, Saying that like it's a bad thing, though, I just want to say two R is still a pretty good game. Oh no, not we don't think we complain about the length. I think it's more just people are like this one's better than the other one because it's longer and it's not. And it's no, not, yeah. Not longer. It took I me mean, not, it took me nine hours to complete RE three. Ask me any <laughs> random day of the week, and I'll tell you which one I think is my favorite. And I guarantee it may or may not be the same. Which actually, it's base RE two <laughs> on the original PS one. You know, <laughs> out of the remakes, it could be any of them. <laughs> But yeah, um, so separate ways, as Kels put it fantastically, like 
we need to see more of this. Um, and I know this is kind of something we say a lot um, to Capcom um, as a podcast, is that we need to see more of this. Um, and they keep delivering. Like, whether it be uh, characters or whether it be games, they keep delivering more. Um, we don't want the kind of rush job that, that Shadows of Rose was, that I've come to realize now. It has felt like that. And I also want to defend myself a little bit because as soon as I saw that price point and it coming out six months after the... Is it six months? Six months? Yes. Four or five? Six, yeah. Eight months, yeah. Yeah, mm. after the main game, I was very concerned. I was like, ooh, this is worrying. And the fact it was just coming out, whenever I see that stuff, my, my immediate gut feeling is this is not going to be good. So I was very worried, right? But I couldn't have been more wrong. This game is so good. They put so much heart into it, right? They put, like, they probably worked on it way longer, for starters, than they did Shadows of Rose. Yeah. Right? Shadows of Rose wasn't going to be made initially, right? And then they spent two years, what was it, a year and a half making it, right? And But it felt like that. It felt like it was something added on. This feels like something that was part of the world. Yes. Like it feels like it was there already, right? And they've done so well. I'm sure there were so many iterations of this game as well, like through because there always is in development, mm -hmm. right? But they've done so well chipping and like like taking things off and adding things in that it's just become a very immersive experience playing through it all. Um yeah. Uh yeah, I, I really I really enjoy separate ways. And I've put so we we us UK folks, we spent eight quid on this game. Um and I have put just shy of 20 hours into this DLC so nice. far. Steel. Right? Absolute steel. So mm -hmm. that is, you know, if we're going by James's, you know, metric of one pound an hour, that mm -hmm. is really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> just in case you're not good with math. Um, <laughs> that's boy it's math really right good. there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it's a fantastic game. You should get it if you like Resident Evil. Um, if you like the original, you should get this game. You should get this DLC because I think it will add something more as well. Mm -hmm. Because it, like I don't think I've seen. I mean, maybe I, I have a lot of Resident Evil stuff muted <laughs> on on my social medias uh, for reasons like the one I said earlier on, like um, people complaining a lot. Um, but like I don't, I haven't seen anybody really like be unfairly critical about this game right. so far. Yeah, um, everybody's been very positive about Lily Gal's performance. Um, you know, everybody's been very positive about all the other actors as well. The other actors as well have been very, other than Lillian, um, to be honest, completely valid because she got so much crap. Like, but everybody else has been so um, involved and very active um, with like the voice actors with this game yep. and it being released. And they're so passionate about it as well. Right. I love that. In fact, we need to see more of that in video games. Like, developers and publishers need to stop I mean this might become a little bit political here but they need to stop silencing voice actors like during development like and after development because it's real like Resident Evil like specifically and like games like Baldur's Gate 3 and other games as well that you see like whenever you see voice actors getting involved right and getting passionate about the subject you're going to see the community gather around them yep. right and want to be they're their beacon right and they want to see more of it Right, which is why we keep, you know, we will keep getting Nick Apostolides as as Leon, sure. you know, um, and and Nicole uh, we, still. exactly, mm -hmm. yep. you know, we want to keep seeing that because we want to keep seeing consistency. Uh, but yeah, separate ways. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, now, very quickly, we're going to just uh, get everyone to take on the new mercenaries content because, of course, 
launching alongside it the very same day as a free update. As Steve has said, uh, we got a couple, well actually, no, more than a couple of new characters to Mercs. We get um, Ada and Wesker, and there's two new unlockables as well, with Ada Dress, and I think it's Leon Pinstripe, I believe is what it's called, which I haven't unlocked, because I unfortunately have had a very busy week, and also, after playing as Ada in Mercenaries, going back to Leon to try and get the S-Rags is very hard, because he's <laughs> like Ada, but crap. In every way. One <laughs> <laughs> of the box, like Ada Book crap. Yeah. <laughs> Her handgun shoots more than once an hour, so that's good. And as much as maybe we did sort of talk down to the bow, uh, generally speaking, I find it uh, easier to use, well, in a, in a wider variety of situations uh, over the rifle that Leon has. So he's getting the S's with Leon to unlock pinstripes is quite difficult. But I did take a look, and the, the loadout's kind of hilarious, to be honest. Um, and of course, Ada Dress is, I find, to be a fun challenge because you don't have the bow to, to fall back on. Uh, feel, it feels really weird, like not having the bow, which is kind of cool, you know, as a as a Claire fan and a bowgun fan. I should probably be like, no, that's Claire's thing, but nah, screw that. It feels weird not having the bow when you're Ada. Um, also, it's difficult because the TMP isn't great for keeping a combo that I found when I played it a little bit. So it's, it's an interesting challenge, certainly. And then, of course, Wesker is just hilariously broken. Uh, Kelsey, how do you feel about the new Mercenaries additions? I I played about five or six rounds. I think my sentiments remain the same as they did when we did the Mercs podcast. Really great fun. And yes, like tweaking is required across characters and stuff. But I mean, it's kind of part of the fun. I mean, it's so ridiculous. You know, you're not really competing with anybody too no, much. There course. is online leaderboards, but you know, it's just, yeah. Um, and as I said earlier in the year, like there absolutely could be an opportunity to... I, I, d I don't want to say live service game, but it could be a bigger package and it for could sure. be a thing that you have forever that you add stuff to. The base is there now for Mercs and I don't know why they don't just do that um, because they can just infinitely add to it forever. It's a good, it's fun, it's pick up and play. Um, Wesker, it is funny that we have Wesker and he's got all this, these attacks and stuff and as we kind of touched on in the main show today, like there isn't a boss battle with Wesker or even a quick fight because it's like well they rigged him up and they mm. did all the animations and did they really just do all that just, just for mercenaries, mercenaries? Mm, probably not because they're going to use Wesker some more I think so mm. yeah um, it's it's fun to play I played it as in, again today before the show and yeah it's a blast I really like Mercs it's hard to kind of criticise it or hate on it especially when it was a free update as well so yeah. yeah um not too much else to say i've just yeah just kind of had some fun with ada and wesker and then i did actually go back and play once more as hunk because he's ridiculous as well <laughs> yes for sure i think you know you talk about updating it and stuff i don't know if they i, I anticipate any more updates i think it's possibly no. done yeah. um i think the yeah. broken broken wesker should stay broken i think that's kind of the fun <laughs> of it right like as yeah. you say you're not competing with anyone except the scores of other wesker players so it's kind of an even playing field yeah. there you know taken out cheaters and stuff like that as happens with these leaderboards but i with wesker's funny because i feel a lot of the time i play it, i feel like i'm terrible with him and then i die and i still get an s rank so okay <laughs> you know it's that kind of absurd um steve how do you feel about the new mercs editions it's pretty much rounded out the entire re4 package to be feature yeah. complete with its original self excluding assignment ada but let's be fair assignment <laughs> ada was a bit cack anyway it was yeah. like proto separate ways on the gamecube 
So yeah, nah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I would. It, we've obviously a free update of two wholly new characters, and then two extra move set characters, and an extra costume to unlock in the main game. Mm. You know, free content there. Yeah, it's it's pretty damn good. And just to echo, like, you know, everyone's already said all the cool stuff. Like Wesker is OP. He's got like punch combos. Ada's got her grapple gun for the main game. She can do all of her cool stuff. We need a standalone game, Capcom. Come on. I know Kels has just said it. Like, we've got enough characters now. Make them more unique. You can make it like the Genshin Impact, but with Resident Evil characters and unique moves. I say that pretending I know what Genshin Impact is. I just know you collect characters in it. <laughs> it's time. It is time. We need we need it now. We needed it like four games ago, really. Mm. I want Ethan I want Ethan Winters with no face ability, where it just becomes invisible. <laughs> like, you know? Or blocking everything. That works too. It, you know, it I, does... I want Chris with the punch of kill everything. Come on. It does feel like it's possible now, doesn't it? You know, Kelsey, you just said they've made Wesker and only put him in this Mercenaries. Yeah, potentially this is feeding into an RE5 remake or potentially it's feeding into a wider Mercenaries game. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then they will have to balance him, uh, possibly because a wider Mercenaries game would have to have some kind of co-op or competitive compete for score, uh, stuff like that. So some more balancing would be necessary, but that would be fine. And maybe that comes with a remake 5 deal you know thing if that's such a thing or it's its own uh game in the meantime who knows but it's certainly now that we've had mercenaries back and steve you just said this is like the fully rounded out package of version of it it feels like it's certainly possible uh james how did you feel about the new mercs editions i wasn't unlike village uh like where i was really drawn into the mercs because it had a, it had a roguelike element to it and I really loved yeah. that, even though like the content was really lackluster in Village. Um, I didn't feel a drag to go back to Mercenaries. However, a couple of days ago, I did uh, push out every. I unlocked every uh, character, and I got like uh, it, the the alternative loadouts and stuff. Hmm. I, I did. I did have fun. I didn't have fun with uh, Ada's alternative. Um, hmm. Because for some reason the tump doesn't come with a stock. Like, come on! Yeah, like, that's on. true. Yeah. Why does it come with a stock? Um, <laughs> but like, the tump is only good with the stock. Like, it's the only time it's good. Short um, control bursts, James. Short control bursts. <laughs> well, that's what the stock is for. Like, it's meant to be for because you meant to zero in, right? But yeah, anyway, I couldn't. But yeah, it it was fine. All the characters, like you say, like Leon is just uh, bargain bucket Ada. Um, like in those, <laughs> like in, the, in that game, uh, I really don't know Luis. Like, I just can't get on with him. Like, I really wanted to because I love Luis, but his demolition thing is just so weird to work around. Yeah. Um, in comparison to everything else, um, but yeah, everybody else is. I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy my time with it, and it feel it does feel like a, a like just an this this does feel like an adult. Like it's something that was kind of afterthought a little bit. Um, even though it does feel like the original, I feel like they could have done more with it. Uh, I really would have liked that roguelike aspect with Village, where you got the powers weren't just get more time and fill your boost meter up. I mm. would have would have been nice nice to get like powers like you know double shot or more melee attack or stuff like that. Like it would have been dope to have that that kind of stuff. It would have made it more interesting for me. Um, but yeah, and one thing I do want to mention though with Wesker is. Uh, I was expecting um, his absolutely broken pistol uh, to be available in the main game after I'd got an S with mm. him or whatever, right? It would have been dope because that pistol sounds like 
you are smacking the butt end of a saucepan with a hammer every time <laughs> you shoot it. Like it, it, it proper goes pang, pang, and it just like it doesn't look like the kind of pistol that does that, but I love the sound. Mm. Like it, it sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, I don't have much more to add other than uh, yeah, I, because you know everybody else has said a lot about it. I, it would be nice to have um, a well thought out, deep, deep in terms of mechanical sense, because you can't really make a mercenaries game super deep in terms of lore and story wise. But yeah, just a mechanically deep uh, mercenaries game would mm-hmm. be fantastic, and yeah, that would be great to have in the future. Yeah, I think as we've all sort of said, this is a very good base to jump off from. They brought it essentially up to where the original game is, plus Luis. Uh, yeah, they right. probably could have done more with it, but I think what we've got is really good. And yeah, hopefully it leads into something in the future. Who knows? Well, nothing else remains to me but to thank our contributors, our patrons, and our listeners. Join the first Age Break Discord server to become part of our community and hear the show early and unedited. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and more. All of these links and all of our content can be found at fasprayedpod.com. You can listen to the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcasting apps. And if you like what you hear, please do leave us a review where you can and spread the good word. Don't forget you can support the show by picking up some merch or at patreon.com forward slash fasprayedpod for as little as $1 a month. In our next episode, we get back on track and get stuck back into our campaign as we discuss Steamforged Games' Resident Evil, the board game. Thank you to the panel. You can follow all of the Pueblo people individually. I'm at Siniac underscore 123. Steve is at FB. Steve was taken. James is at Moist Owlet OFF. And Kelsey is at K underscore D underscore B underscore. And finally, thank you for listening and have a good week. Putting the back up as well. Yes, good idea. I had a flashback today of uh, losing the Jill Valentine episode. We no, talked about that actually on yeah. uh, the weekend. Steve and I did a guest appearance for another podcast, yeah. uh, which I don't think we'll say what it is because they haven't announced it yet. But okay. we talked about that with losing that episode because we, yeah. we had like three backups running when we recorded that, just to be sure. I think it's great, and uh, like I, I, hey, also... I need to jump in. I apologize. My audacity has just crashed. Oh, okay. Oh, oh uh, Um, Okay, in that case, if we all stop and then we'll just sink in a new. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you had more better luck than I did. Oh, no. Okay. We have We've a problem. A... My audacity is crashed and it did it ages ago. Sensing a pattern here. But we do have a backup, right? So we do have a backup. backup. Uh, it's, yeah, it's fine. I think we're probably just going to have to use the backup, which is fine because I tested levels on it, so it should be okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, you Sorry. could do, I mean, unless you want to do, you know, 40 minutes of backup. <laughs> good. It was, 11 minutes, it, it was 11 minutes and four in, so I don't know. 11 minutes and four. And count it in? 11 or... minutes and four seconds in, it, it crashed. So about an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's not long after I... Because mm. yeah. I've, had, I've had, like, Resi... Hazoo! <sighs> Goodness, I'm really glad that we decided to do Sorry. a backup. <laughs> Do you, um, do you want me to stop this recording or are you going to just use the one you've got now? Uh, or? You can stop it, but yeah, I think I'm just going to use the backup, to be honest. Yeah, just let me okay. know if you need mine. Yeah.